0: uh i do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings sportsbook ufc 300 is here DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the ufc is giving new customers a shot to turn five buckarinos into 150 dollars instantly in bonus bets with any ufc 300 bet so uh there's a lot of close fights jamal hill alex pera is a close one um one that is of interest to me: Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm, going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Weili is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so, there's a lot of interesting things on this card, and the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code the MMA Hour. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronto call 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope and or text hope Y. that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boothill Casino Resorts in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma dot com, yes, uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week, it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who, of course, uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300 go check them out. If you're at home, check them out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, April 3rd, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. And yes, we are live. We are live, but I am not there. I am not in my familiar seat. I am thousands of miles away. There I am. Hello, everyone. This is historic. There's a lot of history being made on this Monday morning. It's morning time where I am. It's 10 a.m. To be exact, there's a lot of history being made, but none bigger than what is transpiring right here and now. First time ever, show going on live, studios there, everyone's at the studio, but I'm on the opposite end of the United States of America. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in a hotel right outside the Staples Center. I'm still in LA. I was, uh, of course, here. I am here to cover uh, WrestleMania, and uh, wouldn't you know it, the worlds of pro wrestling and MMA, after years of me trying my hardest to uh, lock them together, they have officially locked together and after years of me telling you that you know what the roots of mma are deeply entrenched into the world of pro wrestling the venn diagram is actually bigger than we all thought well of course today we find out that they are more entrenched than ever and we have a lot to discuss on today's program now let me check in with the team over there do i sound good do i look good just don't hit the mic and we're okay yeah I felt like my, my audio popped there when I said, eh, Because you're or was that just me? Hit no, no, no. When I said, the man. Yeah, you, I thought, I thought like that his...
1: was your vocal cord
0: going on. Oh, yeah. You were screaming a was little it... bit. Yeah, I was screaming. But do I sound good? You sound I great. I mean, like, I'm not. All right. Here we go. Um, we would stop the show if you didn't sound great. Yeah. Well, this is fun. Um, you know, everyone was giving us so much. Oh, you're not live last weekend. By the way, can I just say something about that right off the bat? I would say that ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of podcasts aren't live. We have spoiled you all, all right? The fact that we do this every Monday and Wednesday, live, 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 live. Okay, so we pre-tape a show because I'm going to be on a plane and all of you are like, oh, it's not live. I can't bear to watch it anymore. Shut the F up. Well, right now, um, let me just prove to you all this. This is like my version of, uh, see, it's 1003. It's 10.03, all right? So it's 10.03 a.m. Pacific time. That's 1.03 p.m. Eastern time. As always, we are brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only this program, but more importantly, uh, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. I want you to uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. And uh, if you're a first-time user, if those still exist, put in the code Hour, and you get a nice little surprise support them because they support us. Here's the crazy thing. We're coming off a weekend where there's no UFC, but there was a lot going on in the world of combat sports. Of course, we had Bellator on Friday. We had uh, PFL's first show of the season on Saturday. We had Anthony Joshua's return to the O2 on Saturday afternoon. We had Game Bread Boxing on Saturday, something called Fight Circus on Saturday as well. And of course, WrestleMania 39, historic event, highest grossing event, all that stuff. Roman Reigns still the champ. Holy smokes. All that happened this weekend. And so I was thinking, all right, 287 coming up this Saturday, another PFL event, but we've got the big Izzy Pereira rematch or quadrilogy. There's just a lot that's about to happen, but maybe maybe not a ton that happened over the weekend. And then Sunday afternoon, we get a report from CNBC that it appears as though Endeavor is going to purchase WWE. Now, Endeavor, of course, is the parent company of the UFC. Now, when this comes out on an outlet like CNBC, it's, you know, it's fait accompli, as they say in the business. And I got to tell you guys, I was having strong UFC 200 vibes reading all this. I mean, here we are on the, you know, the day of, the day after a massive event, much like UFC 200 back in 2016. And we get this news that the entity that is holding this massive event is going to be sold um, in probably, or is already sold and and and, and will have new ownership and all that stuff. And this is likely going to come out on the Monday. It was almost exact same thing that happened at UFC 200. UFC 200 happened on a Saturday night there were strong rumors all weekend that a sale was imminent to Endeavor, um, which is obviously the common link here. And then Sunday, we start to hear more and more. And then by Sunday night, Lorenzo Fertitta does an interview with a local Las Vegas uh, media outlet. And then by Monday morning, the, the company is sold to Endeavor for $4.025 billion. And I remember coming and doing this show and talking about it all. Now, Endeavor owns WWE and UFC at the same time. Now, I am not a business guy. Um, I'm not good when it comes to this stuff. I usually lean on Frank for this type of information. So let me read to you what the Associated Press has uh, put out as of 4.31 a.m. Pacific time. That's 7.31 Eastern time because I want to get all the information correct and I don't want to screw this up. WWE and the company that runs the Ultimate Fighting Championship Endeavor will combine to create a $21.4 billion sports entertainment company. That's Billion with a B. A new publicly traded company will house UFC and World Wrestling Entertainment brands with Endeavor Holding, excuse me, Endeavor Group Holdings Inc. taking a 51% controlling interest in the new company. Existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% stake. The companies put the enterprise value of UFC at get this. Twelve point one billion dollars. Remember, two thousand sixteen sold for four point zero two five billion dollars, and WWE's value at nine point three billion. So UFC a little bit more. The new business, which does not yet have a name, will be led by Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel. Vince McMahon, executive chairman at WWE, who is all the way back now, will serve in the same role at the new company, meaning executive chairman of WWE. Dana White will continue as president of UFC and Nick Khan will be president of WWE. Here's a quote from Vince McMahon, "Together we will be a 21 plus billion dollar live sports and entertainment powerhouse with a collective fan base of more than a billion people and an exciting growth opportunity." McMahon said in a statement Monday. He also provided some idea of where the focus of the new company will be, saying that it will look to maximize the value of combined media rights, which is very interesting in my opinion, enhance sponsorship monetization, develop new forms of content, and pursue other strategic mergers and acquisitions to further bolster. What is going on? Well, that's embarrassing. An ad just started to read. In any event, um, so there's there's the, the bottom line. By the way, the new company plans to uh, trade on the New York Stock Exchange under the TKO ticker symbol, which is interesting. No relation to the um, former Quebec-based MMA organization led by Stéphane Patry, TKO MMA. Shout out surreal gun. Its board will have 11 members, with six being appointed by Endeavor and five being appointed by WWE. I mean, this is this is wild stuff, right? I mean, this is kind of surreal stuff. Um, so now they're all under the same umbrella, all under the same umbrella. Nick Khan speaking to uh, Axios, of course, as I mention all the time, and uh, GC likes to make fun of me for mentioning this, but I do this. With the uh, you know with with the thought of transparency in mind, Nikon, my former agent, um, they talked about uh, the the streaming deals that are coming up, the rights deals that are coming up. Uh, WWE's streaming deal with uh, NBC Universal's Peacock expires in twenty twenty six. UFC's media deal with ESPN, which includes giving ESPN plus the exclusive rights to all UFC pay per views, expires in twenty twenty five. I mean could you imagine if if the stars align here and they all end up on the same platform or even create their own platform there's just so much to unpack here and again it reminds me so much of UFC 200 when this was announced but who would have thought back in January um you know there were rumors that WWE wanted to be sold then they came out and told us we do or we're open for business we're we're looking for suitors then there was the rumor about Saudi Arabia Endeavor was on the short list there was Endeavor there was Fox there was um Disney, there was Comcast, but Endeavor is the one that uh, wins the race, so to speak. And and now UFC and WWE are together. And I'm still processing this. And I know there's a lot of people out there making jokes about, ah, oh, you're screwed and all this stuff. I mean, a lot of people very excited to dance on old heel grave. And I guess it comes with the territory when you're the hottest heel in the business. But the point is, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I don't work for WWE. I did the one shot. Um, in uh, in uh, Montreal at Elimination Chamber, but it's not like I don't I don't work for them. I cover them for BT Sport, and uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, nothing will change there. And and another thing to put to rest, um, which comes up all the time, is like, oh, you can't cover UFC or you're banned from UFC. I haven't applied for a UFC credential since March of 2020, and as you can see each and every week on the show, no problem getting UFC guests. So um, talk of my demise strongly exaggerated if you ask me i think this is wild stuff i think it's uh i mean it's just another indication of the uh the landscape changing of the world changing of the media world changing and to think now that wwe and ufc are under the same umbrella with some massive massive personalities and characters it's uh it's a lot to process. I'm very curious to see where it goes from here. Let me ask the guys what they think about this. We can have a nice little chat about this all because again, I was I was thinking that we were gonna come on here and talk about Roman Reigns as a what? What was he like a plus twenty two hundred underdog? What was he?
2: Yeah, it got ridiculous. Like I think Cody Rhodes, when I checked right before the event was about to start, was like minus twenty five hundred. Minus twenty five hundred. Yeah, Everyone, got-
0: including me. I I I would have I would have I would have bet my house that Cody was winning. It was a shocking scene, and we could get into that as well. Um, and we could talk about, you know, Marlon Morris losing to Brendan Loughney. We could talk about the big Anthony Joshua performance against Jermaine Franklin. We could talk about Anthony Pettis beating Roy Jones, but nothing is bigger than this. And and you know what's the beauty about this, guys? The beauty of all this is no one can get mad at us anymore for talking about pro wrestling on this program. Yeah, there it's it, it is. It's all one
3: company. <laughs>
0: That's it. It's That's perfect.
3: It. Does this make you a wrestling
0: Yes, we Yes, oh, that's a good point. if you ask that's me, a point. I'm a pro wrestling journalist now, this is a pro wrestling show, we're going to talk <laughs> ratings, we're going to talk booking, we're going to talk about it all. This, this Honestly, we're a dirt sheet. Now that you mention it, we're the big winners in this deal. I <laughs> feel like so, we're yeah. the biggest winners. Like When they do the checklist thing, like the, the winners and losers, yeah, winners and I losers. feel like
2: we're the big winners. We're pretty much a dirt sheet at this point. Wow. Love it, let's go. This is amazing. WrestleMania 40 in Philly, we're all going to drive down. I kind of I mean it's just a hop skip and a jump. That's what I'm saying.
3: You know, it it might bring it from, to us.
2: It's about 90 minutes away from me. I, that's easy stuff. I might be calling Raw tonight. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Imagine? I mean, it's right you over might there. Be calling it's a UFC stone UFC throw tonight. away. <laughs> it's a sto- I might be calling UFC. I'm yeah, we're going to get you over <laughs> to the Apex to call UFC. <laughs> can I, can oh. I just make one request to uh, if they if they imagine they do WrestleMania at the Apex next year, I mean, could you imagine I oh, would like that's the first yeah. thing. <laughs>
2: It'd be incredible.
0: You're your did, thoughts when you saw this? Uh, yes, I know performance. To, to, to Center, but they didn't it drag it on series.
3: for four hundred years. Uh, your thoughts when you saw all of this? Um, interesting, but I think premature to kind of have any like major takeaways. A lot of this, a lot of this is focused on the business side at the moment. For me, I think a lot of people are kind of like speculating and trying to figure out like. The, ca- the crossover of the characters, how does the WWE product influence the UFC product and vice versa? To me, I think that's all very much up in the air and kind of needs to be seen. Um, I think the more interesting aspects of this are the politics, right? Are the, are the, is the sale itself, the price tags that have been estimated for the companies, um, and also the kind of shakeout of how the executive um, board looks and, and who's reporting to who. Um, and who's running what part of the businesses, that's the part that we do kind of have some insight into right now and can kind of look at and, and analyze. The the further down the line, you know, are we going to have a UFC fighter headlining WrestleMania? That part is a little bit nebulous at the moment for me. So I'm, I'm not too concerned or too focused. Oh,
0: yeah. That. The jokes about all of that are a little bit, you know.
3: Yeah. You know, You've gotten uh, it's it's like, quite oh, a few oh.
0: of them. Are we getting John Jones against uh, Brock Lesnar? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Conor, not even the craziest Connor hit one. it
3: first, did it well. Like, we're, we're good after that. Like, everybody else. Yeah. Can kind of
0: um, why? Did you do that, Connor? I didn't even see it. No, 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 no. no. McGregor. McGregor. Oh, McGregor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my apologies. Um, then he threatened Paul Hammond afterward? Yes, that was crazy. Um, you know, I saw Al Foran, um Or is it Foran? Is it Foran or Foran? He's your friend. dude. would I mean, jeez. <laughs> He's the man. I don't great. know what his name is, but he's the man. He's incredible. <laughs> great guy. Uh, never met him. Never met him. Yes, uh, he he was at the post-event press conference, and he he told me he asked if he can ask Heyman a question as Connor. Oh, like, oh that would have been fantastic. But they shot him down, unfortunately. Uh, GC, your thoughts on all this?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, when I first saw it, I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." Uh, but I mean, even now. Like, what, 17 hours after we found out? I still don't fully understand everything that's going to come with it. Like, I yeah. was kind of hoping to get some clarity as the days went on and, and you know, obviously with this show. Uh, but, I mean, it, it seems like a huge deal. And the, the estimation of how much the UFC is worth now is is just insane. I mean, triple for what it sold for seven years ago or or whatever it was. I mean, insane. I mean, it feels like a huge move. Really curious as to what they're going to do, you know, if they renew with ESPN for the for the UFC, I mean, you mentioned it. Like, if all of this ended up on one platform, like it, it just feels like they have so much power there. Like, it, things could really get crazy there.
0: Oh, I mean, there's a lot because obviously we know that ESPN has a great relationship, um, you know, with with uh, with the UFC. But now we see ESPN covering WrestleMania. DC was here and all that stuff. Does that lead to a a relationship that we all thought? Could have happened a few years ago with with WWE and ESPN. There's just a, there's just a lot of possibilities. And, and you're 100% right. This also reminds me a little bit of when um, Zufa bought Strikeforce in 2011. And was, we were trying to figure out what does this mean? What does that mean? Business as usual, all that. And you come to find out over a year or so, a lot changes and certain people. Now, in this in this regard, it's not necessarily one taking over the other, right? It's not a merger, so to speak. Um, and so that's a big difference, and so I can see both entities kind of running on their own, but I can also see, by the way, uh, a scenario where there's a lot of integration, right? And there's promotion, and uh, like this is this is very you know surface level stuff. But the next WWE pay per view is on May sixth in uh, Puerto Rico, Backlash, and that's the same date as Cejudo and Aljo. I could see maybe those days coming to an end, right? Where they're where they're going head to head or now they know each other's schedules and they're not going head to head anymore. Like that's an important thing because I don't think, you know, that makes any sense from a business standpoint unless they find out that there isn't a crossover, but in that in that um in that AP story, they said that they think there's like a billion people or so um that, you know, it crosses over or that there's like a mutual fan base if I read that uh, correctly. So, I think those days might be coming to an end, but there's just it's just kind of, it's just kind of surreal to see those two logos together, right? Like all these <laughs> years where the UFC and and you always kind of felt like Dana White um had a ton of respect for Vince McMahon. And yeah. He's always spoken very highly of him, but also you kind of felt like there was like this healthy competition. Um, you know what I mean? And, for sure. and now with them sort of under the same umbrella, it's wild. Of course, longtime fans of the sport will remember that it's really, you know, like if you really wanna a domino effect thing Vince McMahon had to clear The Ultimate Fighter the first season of The Ultimate Fighter to air immediately after Monday Night Raw back in 2005 when they were on Spike TV Like it was a time by and they asked Vince if he was okay with it as the story goes and Paul Heyman has told this story on this show and he said yes because he didn't really view them as a threat and so they put the first season of The Ultimate Fighter at 11.05 p.m. Eastern, right after Monday Night Raw. And this is, you know, 2005, Monday Night Raw was was obviously super hot. Um, and so think about all the fans that were watching Raw and stuck around to watch The Ultimate Fighter. And of course, The Ultimate Fighter season one becomes this big deal. And then of course, um, you know, the finale and all that stuff. And that leads to Spike then really coming on board and it's no longer a time buy and it opens the door. If he says no to that, if he says, no, I want this nothing near... My flagship program. Who knows what happened to the UFC all these years, and and now here we are with with them
2: under the same roof, so to speak. It's crazy. Mind numbing stuff. Yeah. Mind numbing stuff. It's like full circle type stuff. It's insane. I I like really had no expectation of this happening. So when it just got like dropped, like yep, sales done. Uh, here's how much it's for. Here's the estimations. Everything like that. Uh, I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff.
3: Yeah. I think you touched on something that I'm thinking about, which is how separated are the products and how integrated are the products, right? It would be silly, I think, to not leverage the the brand power, the equity that you have of both and try to combine them in, in some capacity. That makes sense. Um, but it would also yeah. be silly to to overdo that and to, and to mix up um, two very successful separate businesses and potentially potentially screw that that concoction, that mixture up. Um, so they have a fine line that they need to walk and it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Um, but when it comes to the negotiating the TV rights, being able to come to the table to a broadcaster um, and say, we've got these two properties that are as hot as any sports properties right now. Um, and you can have them both for one price under your roof. That's a very valuable uh, thing for them to oh be able to God. do. Oh, it's huge and
0: you're right. I mean, even though the WWE ratings aren't what they were in the late 90s, like it is on fire in a day yeah. and age where there's no appointment television, where they're getting over 2 million, you know, viewers for all of this. Uh the combined attendance based on what they announced for, you know, this past weekend was over 160,000 um I mean, it looked two packed nights 80,000 each. Yeah, I mean, they are on fire and the UFC, as I've said on this show, a 100 times is on fire as well. Their pay-per-view could do no wrong. Their live game. I mean, it's like again, just thinking about the behemoth that this has now become, and thinking what endeavor now runs and owns, like as far as the combat sports world is concerned, uh, like it's just gigantic. Ari Emanuel was at WrestleMania yesterday, and and you wonder, you know, what lessons and what applications they will use from their time, you know, as owners of the UFC over the past seven years, and and apply it to WWE. There's just so much. That can happen now. Oh. WWE doesn't need any help. They I was going to say, if anything,
3: or what things, or WWE, WWE helping UFC, right? Huge le- le- yeah. like legacy and business, and having now Vince in what's like seemingly like the number two. It's hard to kind of you know suss out the hierarchy um, fully until the roles are clearer. But he's very high in the company. Using a man with that much knowledge and business history, who has run a successful company for this long could benefit UFC and Endeavor and other parts of the business. I mean, there's there's a lot that could potentially come from this. It's, it's wild.
2: I'll tell you what they need to do. The UFC needs to adapt the WWE graphics package because those, <laughs> every time I watch, I mean, I am just blown away by how good those graphics are.
0: Who do you think stands to gain
2: more from this relationship?
0: I would say UFC... Uh, <sighs> because Dana's comment, the way he phrased his statement... Almost like they were buying WWE, which I, yeah. I thought was really interesting. It was a bit of an alpha move on his part, um, and the the evaluation is a little bit higher for UFC than WWE. But to me, in terms of promotion and 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 glitz and glamour and hoopla, I personally think WWE does a better job of that as far as presentation is concerned. WWE has been doing this for a long time. UFC has come a very long way. Um, you know, they have a producer there there named Zach Candida, who I think has done a tremendous job of of Bringing them up to speed on a lot of stuff, not to mention the other uh, producers that they have there, but I, I do think that they they're not quite on par as far as like the quality of the production. So I wonder if they will stand to gain more from the relationship. And again, I wonder uh, if they're just completely separate entities and and they never met. I don't know. It's all it's all this is all. I mean, this is just a couple hours old now. So anything we say now uh, could be very irrelevant in yeah. a short amount of time.
3: My gut reaction is that I think. The audience for UFC has already been exposed to WWE for a very long time and either likes it or doesn't like it and isn't very likely to jump over based on promotion. Whereas with WWE, there are younger, they skew younger, there are younger fans um, that consume it. And if you can get if you can convert them once they are maturing from younger WWE fans into older potential fight fans, that might be the value add for UFC. So I would assume that they have more to gain from that audience crossover. But what I think will be more interesting is between the combined forces and just the power of the machine that Endeavor kind of owns now, what can they do with audiences that were were fans of neither um, and ca- how they, can they get them into the tent by improving their products? Um, so it's very interesting. But I think if we're measuring just between the two where the most kind of overlap or benefit is going to come from. I would imagine that UFC gets more of a potential rub from WWE than vice versa.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is the the TV deal. Huge. That to me is, I mean, that that's where it's all about TV rights in this day and age. It's all about streaming rights, linear rights, all that stuff. Um, as you said, bringing that to the table as a package deal, um, one day them creating their own network once again, if if that's the move. Um, does by the way, does does the peacock deal remain? You know, like the peacock deal is coming up, right? As I mentioned before. Yeah, and ti-
3: look at the success. Timeline wise, just to say it, like WWE is up first, right? Their deal is up for yeah. negotiation next year. UFC's is, is two years, so they're they're up first in terms of like existing deal timeline. Now you can right. You can manipulate that, right? You can say, hey, we're selling this package in two years, you'll have the whole boat, but for now you have this, and you can always, you know, make that work. Um, but that's the timeline that we're currently looking at. So you wonder with the success that ESPN Plus has had
0: in in becoming the exclusive um, you know, home of, of UFC pay-per-view in, in in America, does this deal like last night you could have watched WrestleMania on Peacock for for free, right? Like for $4.99. Like there was yeah, no extra your price. Yeah. If yeah, for your sub, it's four ninety-nine and or whatever it is now. five ninety nine. And there's it's not like ESPN Plus where you're subbing for $7.99 or whatever it is, and then you gotta pay $75. Yeah. Are those days coming to an end if you're a wrestling fan, right? Because they've had so much success with that. You now give it to someone, you give it to an ESPN plus. You 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 make a deal, mm-hmm. you know, with their relationship. You know, I, I know this very well. Like, you know, Khan has a great relationship with ESPN. Um does that happen? Does that, or, you know, does, do they now become the home of both of these entities? Like, there's just, oh, my God, there's just so much there. It's it's a it's a wild time. It's a fascinating time. You hope that it ultimately, and, and from our perspective, is good for the performers. You hope that it's good for the talent. Um, you know, if I'm an MMA fighter and I look at that $12 billion number, you know, a lot has changed as far as, you know, the evaluation of the UFC is concerned. How much has changed? as far as fight or pay is concerned. You know what I mean? Like this thing continues to grow, continues to grow. They're now selling sponsorship where you can put your name on the mat. Hmm. You guys see this? Yeah, yeah. a thousand bucks. I mean. And you so get you- the
2: uh, piece of canvas framed and sent <laughs> to you.
0: Wait a second, wait a second, wait
2: a second. It's a thousand bucks, that's it? Dude, it, oh, all right. So I, I actually thought I, thought I thought the exact the wheels same turning. thing when, uh, when I first saw it. But like, I think your name is going to be this big. Yeah, like, but he doesn't care yeah. about that. You just, want name, you just want your name. You just want your name turning. Is that? Okay, let me ask you: Is that a baller move
0: or is that a sucker move? Because it could be I'm both. It could be looked money. at as both. It depends. <laughs> I, think it's, I think
2: it's a sucker move because of how small it's going to be. Like no. if it was just giant Helwani on there, like then
3: it'd be a it's baller not, move. It's not about but that. He has pay ten k for that. It's not about how it'll look on fight night. It's about how you can promote it, right? Because once you have that asset, now you can kind of socially manipulate and figure out how you're going to present it. So that's where it becomes a little bit. Yeah. Um, i could zoom in on it exactly you zoom it in hey my name's on the canvas you know
2: what i thought of when when i went and ran that marathon they have all everyone's name that's running it listed on a wall and it's like fourteen thousand names and everyone's taking their picture with like this microscopic name and i feel like that's what it's going to be like on the octagon it's just going to be a bunch of black blur around it and then when you get your framed cut of the canvas then you're like oh but wait is
0: there is there is there a, a limit like are, are they like if,
2: if if a million people sign up for this are a million people getting? Their <laughs> I need, name, to, know what, I need to know what I need to know. I need to know what point size font. Like is it just like twelve point font? Like yeah. literally just that small.
3: I have a feeling there will be no visibility uh, in real time. It will only yeah, be for that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But to your All point right, wow. about the pie, right? The pie continues to increase, right? The the value of UFC, the value of WWE is now in the twenty plus billions range. The pie of what the fighters are getting. Is maybe the same, maybe a little bit bigger, based on on you know reports that are that are filed. Um, it has grown a little bit, but not nearly at the pace that that the size of the of the entire business has. So yeah, the pie continues to grow, but the fighter pie hasn't. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like you see that now, the you same have, slice; they get the same billion. slice. Yes,
0: twelve, 12 billion, billion is billion. jarring. It is jarring. By the way, are we surprised that? UFC valued more than WWE?
3: Not after the year that they had during the pandemic.
2: Mm, That's a good point.
0: That's a good point. Not
3: after the year that they had during the pandemic. The, 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 The number of fans they have been able to accumulate because of that, I think, is immeasurable like it is measurable but we don't know it but it is the impact of that is is immeasurable um right they have built they have built an entire audience of fans that had no interest and because it was the sport on they have built them up so um that was massive for them and then also you consider um where was i going i I lost my train of thought but yeah mass massive uh oh you consider that they've built a habit um they've continued to increase events and wwe was great at this UFC has, has made Saturday night viewing a habit. Um, it wasn't always, right? It used to be you have to get people to, to the TVs to watch UFC. You had to promote it. Now it's not. You don't have to promote it. People come. People come no matter what. And so they've built that weekly, every single weekend habit, um, including Dana White's Contender Series, including all these different right. products. You must watch it. And, it, and it, they, the people just continue to show up no matter what they do. Um, that is very, very valuable. That is worth a lot of money. A lot of people were uh,
0: worried that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia would own WWE, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, Obviously there's other things that you can uh, worry about for lack of a better word and think about, but it's all very much fresh, it's all very much evolving, it's all very interesting if you're into entertainment and media. And and these behemoths coming together, and what about the personalities coming together, right? Like that's, Vince that's what and, I'm wondering. Then, when okay. is
2: like the first like crossover we're gonna see like in public happen, like between either fighters or the higher ups that you just mentioned? Uh, yeah, it could well, get crazy.
0: Two eighty seven probably a little too soon, but you know, we we had Vince uh, in the front. Perhaps we should have seen this coming a long time ago. We had Vince in the front row at the last Izzy fight, right? Izzy should personally invite him to come back for this one. He had success when he fought Jared Kennedy yeah, with Vince in the front row. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was his first time at an event. Um, I, I, I personally know that Nick is a huge MMA fan and a boxing fan. And started as, as a boxing guy. It was Manny Pacquiao's manager. Was Freddie Roach's manager. So I'm curious um, if there's going to be any crossover there. But to, to be clear, they said Dana White is going to remain as uh, UFC president. They said um, Nick Khan is going to remain as as WWE president. He was CEO. Now he'll be WWE president executive chairman as Vince McMahon. Ari Emanuel is going to be overseeing the entire thing. I mean, can we talk about like, you know, um, you remember, do you remember? Did you guys watch Monday Night Raw back in the day when Vince came out and he's like, I want to announce someone coming back. And the song was, I'm back. And better than ever And it was Eric Bischoff And they came And they all hugged On the stage Does anyone remember that Anyone It was in fourth grade (laughs) And they hugged Could you imagine If they come in Like um, Our first order of business We'd like to welcome back To the UFC family The great Ariel (laughs) Hellwainy I'm
2: back (laughs) You haven't gotten any calls yet Yeah I know Why is this not in motion already Are you teasing us here to make things
0: better. I'm back. And what would be my first order of business? That would be the walkout um, too Apex is closed the, down. Okay. That heavy strut. You would, you would, you would Apex. shut the Apex closed up. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Banners with sponsorships. Back. Sponsorships on the shorts. Back. Entrances are just uh, now else?
3: WWE entrances, right? Like none of the none music. of the just walking to the cage with music. Now they have to have theatrics. No, no.
0: No, no, no. Of course not. Um, DC, you're fired.
3: DC, wow. <laughs> all right.
4: Okay. I
0: mean, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about DC. You, you have, you have DC? all this
2: power. What are you even back as? You just announced that you're back. I'm just back. I'm just back in the back. <laughs> He's mix. back. I'm the face. What's the first story from, press from a role you of the never,
3: You're back from a role you never had in the first place. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, didn't you see DC, DC in Los Angeles or not? Yes, I saw DC.
0: Oh, you know. Someone wrote to me on uh, Instagram, you know, it seems like you big up and talk about DC and your friendship way more. Because you ever notice like he never actually yeah, acknowledges never the talk, yeah, friendship? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've never seen him Never does. I Never does. Like, there's no even sign know, of me on yeah. his set. Wouldn't know there's he nothing. It even existed if you didn't bring it well, Oh, his up. Hall of Fame, you know. Well, the Hall of Fame was nice. I'll give him that. He All went right. off script. Couldn't even put it in the prompter. He was yeah, such almost, a wuss. Almost a year, though. There I am. Uh, media day thursday and i'm walking out of the bathroom and sammy Zayn is just there and we have a nice little chat and he's like oh we're, we're we're doing an interview tomorrow that that video was all a shoot now they they took all a lot of the stuff out because i went really inside and it probably wasn't in my best interest to keep it in but he said that he thought that dc and i were going to interview him tomorrow or the next day for espn i was like no that's not happening this and that then DC's like, let's go for dinner. Never writes me back. Never checks in. Th- this is the best part. Then I go to SmackDown, and he says he's going to SmackDown, and I'm just taking a walk. I heard Bad Reputation play on the on the um, the loudspeaker, so I s- decided to go for a walk. Understood. And um, <laughs> and and uh, then uh, DC calls me, and he's like, oh, why don't you come sit with us? I'm like, oh, I didn't I didn't even know you were here. I go sit with him. All right, he's there with some of my old ESPN friends. By the way, that's a nice
3: gesture. That's where we're we're at right now.
0: I'm sitting there for a minute. He goes, "Hey, move to the row below." My cousin is coming to city. I was like, (laughs) "Golly, this guy comes back." back, I take it back. Then this is the best part. Leaves. I'm sitting in a section by myself. Leaves and doesn't say goodbye. Doesn't say goodbye.
2: Irish goodbye. Just leave. Uh,
0: They all leave and don't say goodbye. Don't hear from him on Saturday. Then Sunday. He calls me, he's sitting in the front row. He's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm in the press box. M- m- like, the, the, I'm, I'm swimming in, in blood right now because I'm so high up. The nosebleeds of all nosebleeds. I need like little like binoculars just to see what's going on. You're sitting in the front row. He's like, come sit with me. I'm like, what do, you, what do you want me? Just walk down there and sit with you? He goes, okay, let's go for dinner tonight. In my mind, I couldn't go for dinner because I had to work. But I was like, let me just see if he's actually gonna call to go for dinner. Never calls. Says, oh, uh, we'll go for dinner or breakfast. Doesn't call that either. I mean, I'm starting to question the whole relationship.
2: So I just want to go, question the whole I just go back to the SmackDown. So you were sitting yeah. a row in front of him, which that's already yeah. trouble because anytime you want to talk, no, you have no. to turn around. He
3: was in his row and then asked him. I to was in sit. a different section.
2: He calls me to come sit with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm understanding what's going on here. But when you're sitting there, him and everybody he's with, they all get up and they just leave and don't say a word to you. And you just kind of turn around. No, and you're we're talking
0: like, there for like a segment. It was like the last 30 minutes of the show. But at one point, they all leave and not a single one says goodbye. And then I just look back. I'm like, oh, they're gone? You guys just left? Well, I thought we were sticking around for the Hall of Fame. Wow. The Hall of Fame came on after wow. the, the the show. They probably had a studio like, to get to. What would you
3: think at first? Bathroom break? Everybody's just... Yeah, when did you? How long no, did I it take him. for you to give
2: up? He's oh, like, okay. I
0: called him. He goes, "Bro, I, I I thought you were coming with us." I was like, well, you, "You didn't
3: even you
0: didn't sketchy. even tap me on the shoulder." I mean, I'm sketchy. sitting there. Everything's happening behind me. I'm sitting wow, there. I'm yeah. watching Roman and wow. Cody. He's cutting the go home promo, and and it's then sketchy. they just leave.
2: I mean, he got to the top of the stairs, and he definitely wasn't like, "Where's
1: he where's Helwani?" Like, yeah, I thought Helwani was coming. Through.
2: with
0: us. Now, Honestly, I felt like I was set up. I felt like they wanted the shot of me sitting by myself, so they can laugh at me on the way out. Someone
3: had that somewhere for sure. You think you know somebody, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's no incredible. breakfast, it's no incredible. dinner,
2: nothing. Yeah, nothing. like
1: I was going to come nothing. grab you from the airport this morning, and then it's like, no, no bother. No. I'll just stay in Los Angeles. I, I yeah. get it. I did get you it.
2: did you really offer that? Yeah. Frank? You I don't even like, have a car. Well, I was going to take one. I was gonna Uber. You were going to Uber down no, here. is airport.
0: great, by the way. By the way, I, I may never come back to the studio. Yeah, this I just want to let Connor say, and Will know, Will every every
3: time I show up, you know, it's like, oh, nice to see you here, as if it's not a regular no, thing. No, this is great. Meanwhile, I'm in I might studio. move to L A. This guy's. Right. Why can't that this we just do it? Why, why can't I
0: move to L A. at this point? I'm I'm looking at the hills right now. This is fantastic. By the way, you're speaking my language you, right now. This is incredible. Last year, do you guys remember? Last year, I left. I took the 6 a.m. flight. I, I I I landed in LaGuardia. I had a horrible situation with my stomach. Then I had to go. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. And then I had to go do the show on like no hours of sleep. Why did I do this to myself? I should have just done the show like this. Oh, I bet you in the chat they're saying, oh, he's not in the studio. He doesn't care
5: as much. Oh.
0: By the way, can we talk about just, I mean, what a finish, right? I mean, was that not amazing? Saturday night, Sammy and K.O. followed by ha I mean, just I I'm we I'm I'm Sunday. I'm still buzzing. What
3: I thought we were talking Sunday. I, I didn't well, see the bu-
0: I mean, the whole Sunday. weekend was just a master class. Yeah, did you, I mean, see, did we, you love it.
2: If we're going to talk about anything, we're going to talk about Gunther coming out of nowhere <laughs> to keep to retain the <laughs> yeah. intercontinental title. I mean, the man, <laughs> the myth, man, the legend, Walter. Gunther. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I, I don't think I'll ever be like the tune in weekly for RAW. But like you these, were into it, man. You these were, huge events, you man. You yeah. did pull a Hawani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried the I tried the move to get comfortable in the bed before God. I mean it went late. It went late. I you didn't rookies. expect I didn't expect Sunday night to go so late for uh Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and yeah, got in the bed, eyelids started getting heavy, next thing I know my alarm clock's going off. I'm waking up, Roman Reigns ended up winning. You didn't uh, see any of it? Didn't see a second, but I, I, I caught the highlights, scrolled Twitter, it felt like everybody couldn't believe that he won. Uh, myself and Some people hated it. The,
3: the next time kinda, somebody says, "Let me get comfortable and stays awake," would be the first time ever. Going to be honest, you want never to be totally happened. honest. Never happened. In I was like, yeah, "Let me get comfortable." I, 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 I thought, it.
2: thought it was like a foregone conclusion. I was like, "I think Cody's just gonna win." Oh, we'll so you were kind of, I would you were house. like
3: accepting the idea yeah. you might pass out, and you were like, yeah, okay. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, it okay.
2: wasn't like I was like fighting. I was okay, like, "I gotta see this." I was like, you know, it's it's eleven, eleven thirty. That's I got to get up in the That's morning. I mean, the we best part show was I got
0: to go backstage a little bit. I'm hanging with Ric Flair. I'm hanging with Stephen Amell.
3: Oh, yeah. The actor.
0: The actor. Uh, Mench. Freaking Wale daps me up, tells wow. me I'm the man. Wow. wow. Wale. Okay. That's a yeah, long wow. right Next there. year, Wale Mania, you and me while uh, Mania. Uh, well, you're going to running
3: ufc by then so you might have I'll to be it. running
0: it so I'll be like sure just check my schedule put some yeah. time on my calendar i'll see if i can uh check it out uh what what about what about um freaking mario lopez oh my god this Are you guy mario me? lopez unbelievable so good looking in per- i mean yes, i was just yeah. like blown I mean, it's, away it's by his beauty. uh maria menunos oh back she was there, back there too nice Everyone was back there. I'm hanging with you know my boys, uh, freaking biggies back there. Shout out TJ Wilson asking me for my thoughts on uh, Izzy. I mean, it's just like, it's just one big family. And then I'm like, man, you know what? I'm so happy that I have this big family. I go to bed. I get the Roman Reigns exclusive Saturday night. I wake up. I'm telling my wife, this is so great. I'm having so much fun covering this. And then the atomic bomb. (laughs) You thought that you were on this island. Of 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 like luxury, and you are welcome. And you and then just when you thought that you were completely out, they pull you
3: back in. Th- that trailer guy is going to make this instantaneously. Yeah, this is good. He already oh, has it. Yeah, really yeah, he's, it he's,
0: he's working on it as we speak. <laughs> yes. Now, I'm I'm excited about the uh, the possibilities here. I mean, anytime something like this, something seismic like this happens, it's a fun story to follow. For sure. And so we'll see. We could speculate all we want, um, but let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. The UFC and W... Man, it's going to be interesting. You know what they should do? They should get into boxing, too. Just control the whole damn thing. Endeavor should get into boxing and freaking uh, buy a matchroom. Can you imagine that?
3: Why? They've got for boxing. Why do you need to buy a match Exactly. That's a good point.
0: And I'd even go through the uh, lineup. Speaking of matchroom, back into the show, Eddie Hearn's going to stop by to talk about Um, And good time to have him to talk about the Anthony Joshua fight, all that stuff and more. Uh, We'll also talk to Anthony Pettis about his big win over Roy Jones Jr. Worlds colliding once again. Kayla Harrison is going to stop by. But first up on the program, we have a man who is supposed to fight at UFC 287. Unfortunately, he's not. He's one of the brightest minds in the game. Does some analyst work for ESPN and UFC as well. He's our old friend, Michael Chiesa. Michael, are you there? I'm here. Uh, How are you? Yeah. Man, you got the You're whole trip. You got the whole uh, – you had everything for Miami, huh?
6: I did. You know, I oh, did. Uh, it's unfortunate, man. Before we kind of dive into that, the first thing I want to yes. say is I wish Lee a, a, a healthy recovery. Um, you know, I've had back injuries myself. They're no joke. Um, they take time, and I hope he takes his time to come back to a full bill of health, and I wish him nothing but the best. He's a tremendous guy. He's a tremendous competitor. Would have been a really fun fight. Um but I just hope that he heals up uh, very, very soon.
0: Classy stuff. Appreciate that. As do we, he seems like a great guy. It was a fun fight on paper. And by the way, you look fantastic. Can I just, I mean the hat, the old school, I mean, you just look tremendous. Who, who's on the jersey though? Boy, what he, we go- the
6: equipment manager for oh, the Knicks. He's Woo-York, the New York Knicks uh, oh, Shaolin.
0: Oh my God. That is sick. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually right? quite jealous. I am and then jealous I got of the, that. the
6: vintage store in Seattle. This is, oh uh, uh,
0: yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, when did you find out that Lee was out?
6: Uh, I found out not this last Friday, but the Friday before, um, I was out doing a little golfing and Danny called me with the news. And it, it, you know, I kind of, kind of, I saw the writing on the wall, Ariel. Um, you know, I follow the kill Cliff FC Instagram page. Like I follow all the other pages and, uh, And I just didn't really see him in the background of many practices. There was just like, there was a point in time when I'd kind of watch the videos and kind of look for him and see if he was at wrestling practice and see what he's doing and doing my social media research. And I just kind of quit seeing him in the background of these videos. And I kind of had like a sneaky suspicion in the back of my mind. Like maybe he's not, maybe something's going on with him. Maybe he's just having private practices. I know he has some of his own coaches out there, so I wasn't too sure. And then, so when the news, you know, when Danny came through with the phone call, um, I wasn't as surprised as you thought I would be, um, but it just, it, everything was just too good to be true. I was, say, you know, first camp back in a long time, I'm healthy, I'm injury-free, everything's gone so well, you know, and I got this great plan for Miami and and my family's coming, my friends. and I just knew like something bad has to happen. Every training camp, every fight week, there's always something that comes up and it just hadn't happened yet. And it just so happened. The thing that did happen was me losing yeah. my opponent using the opportunity to compete in Miami.
0: Okay. So uh, was there ever any talk of keeping you on the card, of salvaging this this whole situation?
6: Yeah, there was. And I'm not going to name to, names to, of the guys that were offered that turned it down because it was a matter of visa issues and some guys not being able to make weight. I'm not that type of guy to go out there and blast like, "Well, oh, so-and-so turned it down. It's like, look, I'm a tough out for anybody at 170 pounds, um, especially if you only have a couple weeks to prepare. Um, so, you know, it just, nothing really came to fruition. Nico Price was lobbying hard to get in the fight. So I want to give him his flowers. Like that guy was like ready and willing to jump in, but I think the UFC had other plans for him. Um, but just the weight issues, visa issues, things of that sort. So it just, it, we just couldn't make anything happen. I, I found that out, um, I think just this last Friday. So it was like a week of being in limbo and it was a tough week, you know, just like, I don't have an opponent. I'm having my doubts and I'm trying to make that final push. Um, but when I did get the news, I'm like, I'm gonna finish my training camp like I'm fighting. So it was I found out Thursday I wasn't fighting, so I still went to practice Friday. I finished my strength conditioning on Saturday, so I can just at least say like I finished the camp. Like I finished the last two days, the last two hard days, I got it done, just so I can say like I did everything I could. Um and so now I just gotta move on. You know, I want Leach to recover and hopefully him and I can do it down the road. Um, you know, there's one guy I think that we kind of have in mind, uh, and I have in mind too. I would love a fight with Gunnar Nelson. I think he's a tremendous competitor. I think styles make fights. I know he's available and I think that he's interested as well. Um, so hopefully we can get something moving in that direction. Uh, I would even be willing to go across the pond, um, and fight him in England in July. I've never done the whole go to enemy territory thing. So I think that that would be, that'd be a fun challenge. I think a Style presents a lot of challenges and I think he's a heck of a competitor so I think me and Gunnar Nelson would be the fight to make.
0: Wow, I love that one. Did you guys propose that? Are they interested?
6: Um I think that Danny was kind of already making moves kind of pitching it um and you know that's about as far as it's gone, you know. So I think that okay. um, I'm I'm sure Gunnar would be interested in that fight. Um but yeah, so there was never and there was never really any fights like that were presented to us like, hey, what about this? Like we never really had like a, yeah. a fight that we could have taken. You know, it was just like it was us kind of putting the offers out there, seeing what was available and the roadblocks were weight and visa issues. So but yeah, I think me and Gunnar would be a, a really fun fight and uh be good for the fans.
0: You say July, uh that's in four months, three months. So that means yeah, are gonna that, have to do a whole other training camp.
6: Well, I mean, I that would be ideally i'd like to fight sooner um you know but with with gunner it's like kind of an opposite style matchup as to competing against the leech you know i was competing against a striker with a nice left hook um going and going against a grappler a guy and gunner nelson you know this guy got fourth at 80 cc it's got an armbar win over jeff munson like i didn't even know somebody could arm jeff munson and if the people that don't know who jeff munson is he's the snowman look him up tremendous grappler um but you know, I, maybe June in Canada would be a lot of fun. I've never got to fight Canada, um, but I would like to fight on a pay per view. Maybe International Fight Week. I know it would be another long training camp, but that's just that's just the sport. I mean, you can't you can't predict these things. Yeah. You just don't know what's going to happen. And and you know, I want to fight that makes sense. I think me and Gunnar Nelson makes a lot of sense. And if I got to wait for that fight, I'm willing to wait a little while. You know, but we'll see what happens.
0: So I'd be remiss if I don't ask you about Kevin Lee. What, what happened with Kevin Lee? Is there any truth to any of this? What's going on here?
6: Come on. When does that guy say anything that's true? I mean, this is what he's just trying to find a way to fit into the equation or one of his little nuances. He says, no, Kevin Lee was never. So my, my theory is. By the him, way, him you, and, you
0: just, you just, you just cut out there for a second. Kevin Lee was never, and then it cut out. So can you repeat that just for the record? Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Lee was Lee, never.
6: Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee was never offered to us. That was never pitched to us. That name never slid across our desk. Um, my theory is him and Lee have the same manager, Ali. And I think that, you know, that's, they tried to pull the like, Hey, Lee is out, but this Lee is in, you know, like, so I think mm. they tried to pitch that. And to my understanding, um, Sean and the UFC, they, they're the ones that shot it down. Wasn't shot down on our side of things. What I love to silence Kevin Lee and shut him up absolutely you know so that was not something that that was proposed to us i think it's something more that they proposed to the powers that be and the powers that be said no so don't be buying. yeah as nick diaz Diaz would say don't be buying those wolf tickets you guys are eating up the. you guys are eating up the wolf tickets
0: a lot of wolf tickets from that side of the table um i know for a fact but is that annoying like you you i say you're coming on and i get a lot of like make sure you ask him about Kevin Lee, why he's ducking Kevin Lee. I'm like, why would he, this guy duck Kevin Lee? I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand, but is that, an, they're not talking to me, they're talking about you. Is that annoying that this just gets posted and then people run with it and say that you're the one ducking?
6: You know, it's just, that's just what that generation of people do. They like Kevin and these young guys, like they like to just kind of throw things out there, and, you know, throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Like, yeah, he has to turn me down. Like whatever you got to tell yourself to pump yourself up, Go for it, bud, because you're going to need it because we will fight down the line. That's a fight that's going to happen again. And I think that if I was him, I think it'd be of his best interest to take that win and run with it because it's not going to bid very well for him if we rematch. So that fight will always be are there. Surprised? Are you surprised he's huh? back? Are you surprised? No. He's back? He, I mean, he, he needed better management. I mean, I think that him signing with Ali was smart. Kevin, Kevin says and does a lot of stupid things, but he, there are some smart decisions that he makes. And I think him signing with Ali... And leaving CAA was the right move. Um, I think that, uh, you know, him and him getting a win outside the promotion, uh, sneaking by Diego Sanchez um, and get himself a win, getting back in the win column also kind of shines him up a little better. But I think that that was smart on his part. I think it was smart for him to go to Killcliffe. I think it was smart for him to sign with Ali. He's doing a lot of the right things. And he's a young guy. I mean, let me put my analyst hat on, okay? I think that this guy is very young. He's got a wealth of experience against Top-tier competition. I mean, he's been in there with Charles Oliveira, Edson Barboza, Tony Ferguson, myself. Um, he's he's only fought top caliber competition through his last, you know, eight fights in the UFC. Basically, from Francisco trinaldo on, he's fought killer. So this is a guy with a wealth of experience. And if he can find a way to stay healthy, and if he can put himself in the right positions, meaning the camp, the training partners, the management, you put those pieces together, I think he can make another run in the title. But that run at that title will come after my time in the sport has come and gone. Because if we ever fight
5: again, I'll be
0: okay. And so, for the record, just to be, you would be open to fighting him. This never came up. Yeah. This was never brought your attention. All good. Absolutely. By the way, what if they the come to? Enjoy- the social
6: media stuff doesn't bother me. I'm I've been in this game too long to be bothered by the you know the mom tweets and the you know I, my my phone's been blown up with all sorts of stuff about. Me turning down fights, that stuff doesn't bother me, dude. I have other I have I have bigger problems in my life than worrying about people chirping at me on social media.
0: If they come to you with him in July or June, are you down now? Like would you take that now or
6: my focus is Gunnar Nelson right now, but we'll see what happens. I mean, if that's what they come up with, sure, let's do the dance, you know. But I think that that's the move we're trying to make is push towards Gunner. So and that's a fight that I've kind of had my eyes on for a long time. But we'll see what happens.
0: Uh, obviously the last time we saw you was the Brady fight. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't think we've talked since can I ask what your thoughts are on, on that fight? Like what happened? What went wrong,
6: man? You know, I've never really talked about that fight and this is, um, you know, no excuses. That was my third fight in a year. Uh, I got COVID right as I was about to start training camp. So I got laid up my first time getting COVID. I got laid up real good for like three weeks. Couldn't train. Um, I came back, I actually had a good camp. So I wouldn't say that COVID really had any effect on the fight at all. It was just like, kind of like I said, the adversities you face in a training camp, uh, in a fight week and things of that sort. So that was my that was my adversity through that camp was having to go through the whole COVID, um, COVID scare. Uh, and I just kind of respected that, um, you know, he got to my back and I just kind of wasn't ready and willing to take the risks to get out. Because, I mean, the guy's as strong as an ox. I mean, if you've ever seen him in person, he's a walking muscle. He's he's very, very strong. So it's like when he clamped on my back, I kind of shut down a little bit. And then once I realized, like, you know, I'm probably down two nil, I gotta go for it. So that's when I kind of started to open up and I had that good third round. And I kind of kicked myself a little bit for not going for it sooner. Um, and maybe I shouldn't have been back in there as soon as as I was. Like I really, like didn't really take a lot of time after the Luke fight. And that that's 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 the fight. If I could have that any fight back more than any other one even over the kevin lee fight it would be the luke fight and it's not because like oh i think i would have won it's not something like that it's just like my headspace on the night of the fight was just not there like i just like i i had a tough camp mentally um i was by myself in las vegas like this last time i went to vegas i brought my team with me i brought my coaches my teammates we got an airbnb we were all together the luke camp you know we were all kind of spread out julie was supposed to fight Nunes, so Rick was in Chicago. So I went to Vegas by myself and I spent too much time watching film on Vicente Luque by myself. And I kind of built him up in my head. And then on fight night, I just, I, I, when I go back and watch that fight, I fought scared. I fought like like I didn't want to take damage from him. I built him up in my head to be this absolute killer. And he is an absolute killer, but I didn't do anything to give myself the confidence to win that fight. And it just kind of, you know, the, the walls just came collapsing in on me and I lost that fight. Um, I I feel like I beat myself I'm not saying if I rematched him I would beat him it's just like I'd like to be the the better version of myself mentally and get another crack at him and see how it goes but maybe I should have taken more time off after that fight who knows but uh, it's nice that this the having the injury that I've had to kind of go through and, and mend over the course of this last year and a half it's been nice because those those losses feel so far in the past that I don't really feel like I'm like on a losing streak I just feel like I'm like I'm just about to fight again. Like if I feel like if I fought shortly after the Brady fight, I feel the pressure of, of being on back-to-back losses. And I've been here before and I know how to fight out of it, but it's this time off has been a blessing because it's just, it's it's put those so far in the past. I'm not even thinking about them. I'm just focused on whoever's next and just getting back in the win column.
0: And, and so to be clear, that was November of 21. So it's been a full year and change. And you were supposed yeah. to return here in, uh, you know, on Saturday in early April. Yeah. Why yeah. no fights in 2022?
6: So I promised my then fiance, now wife, Kelsey Joe Berger, also now Kelsey Kiesa. Um, <laughs> I promised her after the Brady fight that I would focus on planning the wedding. So, you know, when I'm in training camp and we're asking, she's asking me about flower arrangements and things like that, it's just like in one ear, out the other. I'm not even thinking about the wedding. Focus on the fight. So. The Brady fight gets over. We get to planning the wedding, and we get a lot done. And I start thinking, like, man, I think I want to get back in there. So I was on the other side of the state coaching, um, coaching a wrestling tournament. And when the day was over, I went to get a lift in, and I was doing a shoulder press. And when I racked the weights, I just felt this pinch in my back. I was like, ah, oh, that felt weird. And so I just called, called it, a night, went and laid down, and I couldn't get out of bed the next day. And it turns out I had a really, really severe disc herniation between my L3 and L4. Uh, and that has been, that was a battle for a long time it, it, for people that don't know, like I've, I've had a history of back issues. Uh, you know, I had a ruptured disc before I was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson in 2016, my L5, L6. And then, uh, I think it was my L5, L6, but yeah, so I've ruptured a disc in the past. And then I had this disc herniation. Um, and it, this was in the end of February, 2021. And I was thinking like, you know what, maybe I will sneak one in before the wedding. I'm still in good shape. I'm still training. Like I might as well go for it. And then the injury happened, and and uh, that's what sidelined me for a long time. I had a lot of epidurals. Um, I had a couple nerve ablations. I I had to, I I I exercised every way to to mend the injury without getting back surgery. You're talking about DC earlier. Our buddy, uh, mm. he told me, don't get the surgery. He goes, if you get the back surgery, you're never going to be the same. Like you just, if you, especially for me and my style, like he 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 told me, like you know. When he had to get his back surgery, he couldn't train wrestling the same way. you know. So he's going into these fights against Tipe It's not training the way he used to. And for me, wrestling a big part of my style. It's a big part of my game. I get the back surgery and I can't focus on the strength that leads to me having the most success inside the octagon. That just doesn't make sense. So I, I just exhausted every possible way I could mend the injury. And, and fortunately, it, it, things have panned out and I feel good. I feel healthy. I haven't had any issues this training camp. But I do think... Down the line, when it's all said and done, I probably will have to get the
5: surgery.
0: Damn. Well, I'm yeah. happy that you're okay now and that you were able to fight and have a full training camp with no problems. Uh, you said earlier um, when you were talking about you know, putting your, your analyst hat on, and I mentioned that yeah. you've been doing some great work, and, and I love to see you. I remember us talking about this in the Fox days and, and you wanting yeah. this so bad, and so I, I always smile. When I see you do this stuff, and you're doing a tremendous job, um, and 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 you've earned your spot, and and you've taken the hard route and the long route, and 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 you deserve it as much as anyone. Could I ask you to put that hat back on for a moment, and talk to me about your 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 weight class? What would you do yeah. with the 170 pound division? What would you do? You know, Leon Edwards has been very clear about not wanting to fight Colby because he doesn't think Colby deserves it. What's your take on what's going on at the top
6: of that weight class? Well. The first thing I'm gonna say is it should be Bilal Muhammad. I just think that it should be Bilal versus Leon Edwards. You do it in July, and there's a storyline there. Like there's there's not really a storyline with Leon and Colby aside from what we just saw when he rematched Kamar Usman the third time in London. Just Colby being there, that. The storyline was created there, but there's just not enough substance there. And then he got Bilal, this guy that's on this insane win streak, knocking off contenders with single digits next to their name. I mean, he's getting consecutive ranked wins. Tremendous win streak against good guys. And you cap it off of the finish over an undefeated prospect and Sean Brady. And you look at the history of him and Leon. He stepped in on short notice to fight him. The fight ends due to a controversial eye poke. And then they're jabbing back and forth. There's some bad blood there. Let's throw Bilal in there. He's deserving of the shot. For Colby, it's like maybe if they if they want to sit him, you know he's been sitting so long. And you, like Chael said in his exact words, you gotta sweeten the pot with Colby Covington to get him to fight. So just let those two fight, and then I'm sure Colby wouldn't have. He if he's waited this long, he'll wait. He he wouldn't mind waiting longer. Have Bilal and Leon fight, and then the winner can fight Colby Covington. Hamzat's moved on to my understanding to 185 pounds, so the Colby Hamzat fight is off the table. Now the only thing that could throw a wrench in all of this Hori Mazadogh gets to win over Gilbert Burns, which that's that's unlikely but it would't be the craziest thing that's ever happened that could be the only thing that could kind of rewrite everything I just said because you have to mm. strike while the iron is hot with Hori Mazadogh because he only has so much time left and that would be a big fight I mean three-piece Minnesota you know the, the the backstage altercation there's something there between him and Leon and it's like would you want to risk? Leon fighting somebody else. If Masvidal was to beat Gilbert Burns, I'm not sure. Now let's say Masvidal loses. I say you do burns Colby, you do Bilal-Leon.
0: Boom. Man, I like that. I liked it a lot. I don't know if it's going to happen that way. And I wonder, like, so if, if Masvidal, do you give like, what would you say, analyst-wise, like, do, do you see any path to victory for him? Because I do think he wins on Saturday. He cuts a promo in front of the Miami crowd. How do you not reconsider mm-hmm. things, right? Like, how do you not say, maybe we should go this right? Because he's going to come across as a megastar, right? Like, that place is going to go oh. insane if he wins, right? Is is this a pipe dream, though? Is there no shot of it happening?
6: Anything can happen. Like, when that octagon door yeah. closes, man, anything can happen. We've seen some of the greatest upsets. We've seen Ronda Rousey lose to Holly Holm. TJ Dillashaw step up on short notice and fight Hanan Boral Like, we've seen massive underdogs come through in the biggest moments. Um, could Masvidal win? I mean... The, it would be unreal. I mean, the, Miami is gonna the top on that arena is gonna absolutely explode. Like I don't even know what you call it, Miami Dade Arena. FTX is yeah. no longer ex- so. Yeah, Miami right. Dade Arena is blow up. And it, there are paths to victory for Jorge Masvidal. I mean, he's as explosive of, of striker as we've ever seen, and he's savvy. He's a veteran. He knows how to train smart. I was really impressed. I listened to his um, his Joe Rogan interview, and he, he's got a very high fight IQ. I think I. I've always known he's a pretty savvy fighter, but not as not as much as I as I thought I knew. Like when listening to him on Rogan, he's a really smart guy. Um, Burns has been knocked out, you know, so there there there's something there. I would say it's not a puncher's chance, but there's a chance. But I mean, Gilbert Burns, I mean the world champion level jujitsu. It's got knockout power in both hands. That's a tall that's a tall order for Jorge Masvidal. So. I, I do think that if he wins, I mean, he could rewrite the script of all, this plan that they have for Leon Edwards and Colby Covington. I think that it, it would be smart. I don't really know if Colby should be rewarded the fight with Leon Edwards. I mean, I know he stepped up on short notice and made weight, but, like, anybody would do that. Bilal would have done it. Right. Moss would have done it. Burns would have done it. Especially if they knew, like, hey, if you make come here and make weight, like, you'll get the next title fight. Anybody would have done that. So can all go out there and play spoiler? I guess we'll find out on Saturday.
0: By the way, what do you make of this? Uh, and it's very fresh, and, and, yeah. and you may not have any thoughts. I don't even know what my thoughts are, to be honest. But this uh, UFC, WWE stuff, uh, as a UFC fighter, what what are your thoughts? When you saw it, what were you thinking?
6: I mean, it doesn't come as a surprise. I mean, we're the UFC's just got so much momentum right now. Um, and I think that you put the two together, it, it, you, you can make for some int- interesting crossovers. Are we going to get Brock Lesnar back? We see Brock Lesnar, John Jones, who knows? Um, It it is a lot to digest, but I do think it's good for the sport. I think it's good for wrestling. I think it's good for MMA. I think there's good personalities that could jump on both sides. Um, I mean, imagine Biggie doing backstage interviews, you know, or something like that. Uh Like, There's a lot of cool things you can do, you know, and and, uh, I like it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think the UFC, Dana and Ari, I think they know what they're doing. Um, And we'll see what happens. It is a lot to digest. So, I mean. We just became this superpower in in the sports entertainment world. It's insane. Are they going to allow chairs? Like, can I can I jump off the top of the octagon now? Like, let's say, like I mean, you jump off the top. I feel like the
0: possibilities are endless.
6: Five star frogs. Possibilities are endless.
0: It's it's really insane to think about how far the UFC has come. Right to be in this position to where now they are under the same umbrella as WWE and valued higher than the WWE is is really like you know what i mean like when you consider the early days of uh, zufa owning it and when you consider the dark days of the late 90s it's really surreal to see how far the sport has come and by the way not that long right it's it that that was not that long ago 20 something years when zufa bought it and then of course the sale just seven years ago and initially people thought that maybe they had paid too much for it and now look at it it's being valued at uh, 12 billion dollars so crazy time um It's wild. It's just insane. It's wild. Can I ask you before uh, I let you go, and I don't know if you can do this, I don't know if you're working or not, but uh, Izzy or Pereira, who do you think wins?
6: Oh, yeah, I can do this. I can do this all day. Okay. Uh, I'm not working. And by the way, someone that is working is Dustin Portier. Dustin Poirier will be making his debut as an analyst for ESPN. And I told Dustin when I saw him, I think I saw him in in Texas at a pay-per-view I said dude when are you going to do the desk I want to hear from Dustin Poirier I think he's I think he's got yeah. a brilliant mind combat sports I love his mentality so I'm excited to see him at the desk and see how he does and I'm excited love to someday that. hopefully sit next to him at the desk and talk fights but I think I think as he takes it um do I have a little bit of a bias yes but I will remove that from the equation and I will say I think that Izzy it's just one of those moments where he just there was a a lapse in his guard for one moment and it just in in pajero was able to capitalize for that left hook that he's just known for for closing the show with and i think that izzy will be savvy to it i think that there will be more wrestling incorporated into this fight and let's not forget he had a lot of success with the hands i think that he's going to come back refreshed he's going to come back hungry and I think that he's going to shine as the challenger. I feel like he really shined as a challenger making his way up. When he finished Derek Brunson, when he was out there just styling on guys, I think we're going to see that Izzy again with a little more shades of wrestling to his game. And who knows how bad of a cut Perera had because, I mean, he didn't really have a long – this fight was announced with like eight weeks, nine weeks of a camp. And when you're that big of a fighter and you got to make a 40 to 50-pound cut, you need all the time you can get is that going to come back to kind of bite him in the butt? It remains to be seen, but I do think we're going to see a better version of Izzy on Saturday. night.
0: The one thing I worry though, you get knocked out, you come back so soon. I agree with you. I thought he looked great. He was seconds away from stopping him in the first round and I still maintain yeah. it was an early stoppage, but I feel like I'm the only one who's uh, left on that Island. Point is come back so soon after a knockout. Historically, the guy who loses the belt and comes back in the immediate rematch doesn't win that fight. That's, as far as as far as izzy is concerned that is my worry you know what i mean
6: yeah i just for for izzy coming back too soon i don't worry about it with him because those kickboxers dude they're built different like they're it's different when you're a high level professional kickboxer like you could get dropped and knocked out a couple times in a fight and come back and win they fight a little more frequently they fight their you know common They they fight opponents multiple times like you know, you look back at some of the greatest kickboxers ever. They, they fought certain guys like two, three, four times, you know? So I think for him, he knows what he's doing. I don't think it's too soon. The stoppage I'm I'm on the fence about. Pajera, you, you got to look at who you're, who look at the fight and you look and see that Pajera's got Izzy hurt. And this is a guy that's an absolute destroyer. I mean, one, one moment where he could have framed him up and need him could have really put Izzy out for a long time. So was it an early stoppage? Eh. Was it a just stoppage? Eh. It was a stoppage. I don't think it was right. I don't think it was wrong. I think it was just in the moment. Maybe that was the that's what should have been done.
0: Great to hear from you. Great to have you on yeah. as always, Mike. I'm sorry that you're not fighting this weekend. I love that fight. Um, I, I, I thought it was a great bounce back fight for you. Uh, would have been very fun, but I also love this Gunnar Nelson idea. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. love that a lot. I like that a lot. So uh, I hope that you get it and get a fun enemy territory fight, that would be fun as well, or go to yep. Canada. All these things are fun. So glad yeah. to hear that you're okay, uh, that the back is okay, and hopefully we see you back out there uh, sooner rather than later. Thanks, as always, for coming on. And I love the setup, by the way, the wood and everything. Well done. Yeah. Well done.
6: When I, I entered to Spokane after I won the Ultimate Fighter, when all my wrestlers oh, came oh. and met me at the holding the sign up. Legendary. Oh, that. Legendary that's
0: amazing. I love that. That's amazing. Thanks, go. man. Talk go to you soon. Appreciate yeah. it.
6: Playoff spot secured. Let's go, Knicks, baby. Knicks for life. Let's
0: go. Let's go. I love that. And yes, uh, Michael Kesa just reminded us, the playoffs are secure. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buckarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Perea is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, So there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code THEMMAHOUR. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THEMMAHOUR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877 HopeNY or text HopeNY, that's four six seven three six nine In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Uh we are going to the playoffs. We, the capital W. We. And I was also reminded that I I called it staples. No one corrected me. I guess it's always going to be staples, right? This crypto. Is it is crypto.com still a thing? I'm not sure. It'll always be staples. It'll always be staples to us. Yeah, it's hard to to focus because there's just so much going on with this news. But I mean ultimately and 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 I didn't say this. I don't think I said it. Maybe I did. What a what a grand slam for Endeavor. You now run these two entities. I mean, it's if it, it felt far-fetched that Comcast would own it, that a network would own it. Saudi Arabia won, all right, I could see that happening. They're they're obviously very aggressive. They love pro wrestling and all that stuff. But uh this one, I mean, for Endeavor, what a grand slam. They have now gone from just being a, a talent agency to a sports media conglomerate where they they own entities and they they actually own the 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 product and now they go out and get deal i mean it's just yeah it's just gigantic the word seismic comes to mind um so a lot to unpack let's talk to our next guest it's been a while since we talked to her it's been several months and i wanted to check in on her and with her uh, considering the PFL is back, they had their first show of the official season. Of course, they had the Europe show two weeks ago. They're on a roll as well. They had their show uh, over the weekend, and Brendan Lochneen, the big winner against uh, one Marlon Morais. She is still, in my opinion, the face of the PFL, the most recognizable name on the roster, the one that we all think about when we think of the PFL. She's the one and only Kayla Harrison. Kayla, are you there?
7: AH, what up, Hualani?
0: Wow, Kayla, that is amazing. Where are we? Are we at ATT? Is this Mako Monday?
7: Mako Monday just finished. I literally just took a thirty-seven second shower. We are in my beautiful home.
0: Okay. Well, well, I appreciate you doing this. Sorry for stressing you out, but it's great to hear from you. It's great to see you. Um, there's a lot to discuss. I was thinking about you, and you, you know, I asked you to come on. You're like, what do you want to talk about? I mean, what, what? what what are we not going to talk about? There's so much to talk about. Like the last time we spoke, I mean, just seeing you smile and laugh here is great because the last time it was a bit somber. I mean, your eyes yeah. were puffy. I was like, uh, the, 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 the shades were closed. I was like, what is happening here? This is not the Kayla that I know. This is not the, the, the alpha female that I know. Are we yeah. feeling better now?
7: Yeah. Honestly, best thing, one of the best things to ever happen to me in terms of my career.
0: Why? Why do you say that? A lot of people say that. Why are you why are you telling us the truth?
7: Um, because man, I just like. Are we going deep? Are we gonna go deep right now? Can we just go? I want to go go deep.
0: deep? (laughs) I could I could I could use a little deep. Yes, please.
7: So after I lost, there was a lot of underlying things happening, health-wise, personal-wise, family-wise. Um, and after I lost. I sort of had like a a, a crisis like a, a little bit of a crisis like I was this undefeated fighter I am the sole provider for my family I had what I felt like was the weight of the world on my shoulders and I kind of got to that point where in my opinion real growth happens and, and that's when you just totally say like fuck it I can't do this on my own anymore like I would say surrender, I surrendered, you know, like I, I got to the place where I was like, I am no longer capable of managing my life. Like trying to control everything, trying to be everything, trying to do everything, trying to win everything, trying to be perfect, the perfect mom, the perfect fighter, the perfect friend, the perfect daughter, the perfect, like, it just got to be too much. And I actually, I went to Panama um, with a friend for seven days and I turned my phone off. And I only FaceTimed my kids in the morning and at night. And the rest of the time I was off technology. And I just really had like, I had a spiritual awakening almost. Like I I stopped. And when I stopped trying to be all of these things, I realized that I am already exactly who I'm meant to be and that fighting is great and I still love it and I want to do it and I want to win and I want to be the best and like it's okay like everything is okay all is well like you know how like Eckhart Tolle and all these like like I don't know I had like a spiritual awakening where I just realized like none of this shit really matters and also my life is so fucking awesome like I'm alive right now I'm alive yes my kids are healthy I'm healthy I get to do what I love every day with people that I enjoy doing it with. I don't have a fight. So that's a little bit like, you know, that's hard for me just because I'm a very goal oriented person and I'm learning to have patience and I'm learning to, to accept things as they come. And if, if God says I have to sit for a year, then I have to sit for a year, but I know that I'll be ready when, when the call does come.
0: When you say spiritual awakening, like it's a great thing to hear. And I get it, and I believe it. But how does that happen? When when does it happen? Like, what, do you like, want to know, like, legit?
7: like, logistically, yeah. like, what happened? Okay. Well, I just um, like
0: what happens. Like, what do you you turn off the phone, and then you're just walking around, and all of a sudden, it's just no. Like, wait okay. A second, so now. all
7: right. So the first day. So the first day, I I went on a hike, and and my friend was like, okay, we're gonna do a silent hike, no talking. Oh, wow. And he said it's gonna be about five miles, and so in my head, you know, my competitive head, I'm like, all right win the hike, you know? And so I start taking off and he stops and he's like, we're just going to hike. The object is to just be, you don't have to win anything, just be. And I was like, okay, like this, some weird hippie, you know, like I was like, whatever. And so I get to the first hill. And when I was young, my mom made me run cross country because she ran cross country. She wanted me to be a runner. Turns out I'm a fighter, not a runner. And we were taught to power through the hills, like you power through them, and then you stride out when you go down. So the first hill, I power through it, and I get to the top, and I feel so good about myself, and I'm like, I, I, I beat that hill's ass, you know? And then we're we're walking, and we get to the second hill, and dude, in the middle of the hill, it was like almost as if I couldn't take another step. Like, I was like, In my head, I was like, fuck this. I don't want to finish this hike. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that is something that I have never voiced or said or done when it comes to talking back to a coach, when it comes to not doing the right thing, when it comes to anything. Like, so I said, I turned to him and I said, I don't want to finish this hike. I broke the silent thing and I used my voice. And the second that I used my voice, dude, it was like this, like it, I sound so, I sound so crazy. I know I sound crazy, but I like strong gust of wind, like was like, it was like, God was like, boom, there you go. You just found your voice. And so then we sat down and we talked about it and he was like, yeah, you can like, you're allowed to say no to people. You're allowed to say like, no, that's not okay with me. Or that's not what's best for me. Or thank you, but no thanks. And then, dude, it just, there were so many little things that happened. It was almost like the second I got quiet and I got still and I stopped distracting myself and trying to earn things and do things and have all this external validation. The second that I just had to sit and be like, that's when i could hear god and that's when a very like profound like i just had to stop like i was i was always i've always been a a woman of faith and i've always believed and i've always prayed for peace you know like internal peace because i've never really felt that and the second that i got still and i got quiet and i just chilled the fuck out like that piece just washed over me and like all of the pain from my past, like my, my childhood trauma and my relationship traumas and the shit with my dad and the health shit I've been going through and all of that stuff sort of just like it was removed from me. Like I, I no longer carry that pain anymore. And now I have like a, a piece that I can't explain.
0: I love it. Wow. Um, that is incredible to hear. I'm very happy because it's a totally different person that we spoke to back in uh, late November. In retrospect, did you take that too hard? Like, like you were talking no. about how like it was, it was just a loss. Like it doesn't define you. Why were why you so No, it doesn't. So it doesn't define it? me.
7: I mean, everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen, you know? Um, and I still like hate the fact that I lost. Like I'm not I'm still a warrior. Like I'm still a badass. I'm still like itching to get back inside the kit. You know how hard it is. People are like, so have you retired? Like, what are you doing now? And I'm like, I'm still fighting. Like I'm not retired. I'm not even close to done yet. So of course, I think in the moment it was just so, um, it was hard. Like that sounds silly, but it means a lot to me. What I do, I take pride in, in, and how I carry myself and, and what I do and, and showing up and being the best version of me. And that night I wasn't, so it was hard and it was also exactly what I needed.
0: And so I think the reason why people are saying that to you is because like, here comes the PFL and we see the lineups and, and you're nowhere to be found. And we see yeah. Pacheco fighting uh, this weekend. Right. And so like, so what is going on? Are you, are you like a, a well, I wanted to be situation. You did no, no.
7: I I so yes and some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers you know of course I wanted to be in the season I'm not like yeah uh, the the second the tournament was over I like the second I lost I said okay I'm gonna I wrote down my goals I was like 145 pound champ gonna be in the season avenge my loss boom boom boom, boom boom you know I had all my key areas of focus and that's not in the cards for me. That's not. That's not what they want to do. Um. They want me to fight. In the I don't understand paper why be-
0: wouldn't they want you? Why wouldn't they want you a part of the season? Now we're getting because how many fights you have left? Two, two,
7: two.
0: Was that was that the problem?
7: I don't know. I don't know. I think that um, I get paid a lot of money. I think that they feel like that's not the best way to utilize me. I think that they want to put me on a pay-per-view card against a big name. Uh, So, and you know what? I was like super, I've been a little bit depressed about it. And like, it's hard to watch something you helped build. Like, no matter how awakened and like peaceful I am, like the world still is moving forward and I'm sitting right here. Sometimes that's hard, you know? Like sometimes it's hard, like shit. I could, I want to do that. You know, I want to fight. I don't want to just talk about fighting. I want to fight. So that's frustrating. But I, I, again, like a lot of the things that I'm doing now, I wouldn't have like my kids had spring break. We went on a, we went camping for the first time and I would not, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was in the season, I wouldn't have been able to spend the time that I'm spending with my children. Now, if, if I had a fight booked, you know, once every eight weeks. So I'm just trying to take the good with the bad and realize that it's all happening the way it's meant to happen.
0: Do they have to give you those two fights by a certain time? hmm What's that? November?
7: Coming? I think November or December.
0: Of this year? Mm-hmm. Are you going to get two fights in before November? It's already April. I hope so. What happens if they don't?
7: They pay me and...
0: Oh, you get paid regardless? Mm-hmm. It's a great deal. I hope you don't get the fights. Just get paid.
7: <laughs> don't say that.
0: Why? Do not isn't that amazing? The universe. No. Uh, isn't that the dream? I want to not to people who
7: really want to fight.
0: Okay, fair enough. Wow, you've come a long That'd way. That'd be like you taking started. a
7: paycheck and not waking up and stirring We're... the pot every day. Like, how? Like oh, would that be fun? What a dream. Fun?
0: Are you kidding me? I'd be the happiest person <laughs> on earth. Don't have to do this job. Be incredible and still get paid the same my god that was a bad analogy i'll take that in a second um what are you talking about who wouldn't want that deal um,
5: How you love so your okay job. so
0: i mean come on i mean here i am you know it gets tiring stirring the pot this much um so what happens <laughs> after november
7: i'm i'm free
0: you're a free agent again we're going through that whole process all over again no
7: no no no, no, no i'm i'm, oh, I'm unrestricted i'm there's no 30 days oh. there's no there's no um, matching rights. There's no nothing. The day it ends is the day it ends.
0: Wow. Can I just ask? I mean, you could say, you know, but are these your last two PFL fights? I don't know. Okay. Have they talked about extent? What is that smile? That was an interesting smile after that. I, I don't know. I
7: to, to anyone because I'm just out here like <laughs> watering my plants and feeding my chickens. Doing Mako Isn't Mondays.
0: It... I get it. Yeah. Isn't it nice, though? I mean, everyone's grinding, playoffs, this and that, season, worrying about all this, and you're just chilling.
7: Oh, I mean, it's nice. It's nice in the sense that, like, I've done two of a days since I was 12 years old. So that's 20 years of putting my body through absolute hell. So it's nice. Like, I have started cooking, and I'm like, you know, like, weaving baskets, not literally. but
0: You're a full-fledged like, mom doing, at this point.
7: I'm a mom. And I still get to train once a day, and I'm sharpening the tools, and I'm staying, you know, I'm getting better. So it, it's it's nice, and I want to fight. Like, I really want
0: to fight. Have they given you an indication when this fight could be?
8: I don't know Nothing. what I'm supposed to
0: say. Oh, you can say. They love me at the BFL. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? They're huge fans. <laughs> Peter, <story>. Ray, Don, <laughs> Don, and I are practically BFFs. He invited me to go sit at... He invited me to be his 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 guest at the season premiere this uh, this past weekend. I, mean, I was I at WrestleMania. Know. I couldn't make it. Oh. I was at WrestleMania. So Can I ask on. you some
7: questions? What's going on? Oh, what's going to happen now? What's hap- like, what does this mean?
0: They're together. The mega powers have collided. Isn't that crazy? UFC and WWE together yeah,
7: but what under does it one mean?
0: umbrella. What does it mean? It means that they're now uh, a gonna- media behemoth a conglomerate of sorts yeah. the the parent company is endeavor and yeah. uh i mean from a tv standpoint from a media rights standpoint from a streaming standpoint from a sponsorship standpoint from an event standpoint
7: it's, this it's is like they just crazy. took over and everything
0: they took over everything and then longer. can you imagine they get into boxing now they just take over all of combat sports why not also what about the personalities all these guys working together sheesh right
7: do you think that, how do you think it's going to affect the, um, like
0: what show is this, by the way, who's asking the questions around here? What's going be on?
7: A UFC champion is a very, this is the highest of the high, right? Like, yeah. do you think that's going to tarnish it at all? Because they're, you know, the no. other stuff is fake. So,
0: No, oh, it's two separate entities. People know the difference listen here's the here's the important i think so here, here's the important thing i i'd like they're to think so here <laughs> here's the important thing the wwe did not buy the ufc right right endeavor bought them endeavor. so they're just an, you know they they own, they under
7: the own same umbrella. Uh, it's really big yeah, for endeavor own,
0: it's gigantic for endeavor it's like a freaking yeah. stroke of genius they they own bull riding they own all kinds of things so it's just another thing in the portfolio yeah. a massive thing but if it yeah. was like Vince McMahon running UFC, I could understand where you're coming from. But it's not. You know, okay. is there okay. gonna be some cross promotion? Is there gonna be some synergy? I'm sure it'd be foolish to think otherwise. But as I've always said, Kayla, the roots of MMA are in pro wrestling. And this finally confirms as I've tried okay, to tell well, you. How and can so you many say, others.
7: how can you say that the roots of MMA are in pro wrestling when MMA stands for mixed martial arts? What yes. is mixed martial arts? It's the martial arts, okay? What is that deeply rooted in? In respect, nope. in culture, and in, in what? mutual what welfare. Like
0: you're you're insulting me at this point. It's
7: an art, it's different. It's
0: not a show. It's not a show. You I mean, it me? is now. All, it is become rich coming from you, the promo queen, cutting promos left and right. It's not yeah. a show. I mean, <laughs> come on. With the walkouts and the music and all the the ramps. What are you talking about? Let let me tell you something. If it wasn't a show, no one would care. They wouldn't care about any of it. The more it is a show, the more they care. Jorge Masvidal on Saturday is going to cut a promo promo in Miami, and that's all going to be pro wrestling. Guess what? Guess what? Pro wrestling is more real than life. Politics is pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is everywhere, whether you like it or not. Okay. <laughs> it's it, just talk to Dan Lambert. He'll tell you all about it. He has a whole oh, room full of Should pro we, wrestling videos. Should we belts. him
7: in right now? Because he will just like, <laughs> he'll bury me. He'll bury me with the pro wrestling. life. will be very upset with these comments. Yeah.
0: It's no, like, it mirrors like. By the way, maybe that, you know, you know, it's the dream. Oh, God. Two fights PFL. God bless. You go over to UFC. We finally get Kayla versus Rhonda. The grudge match to end all grudge matches. Who is the face of Who American judo?
7: Nobody would buy that.
0: Are you crazy? That would be there insane. There are like
7: 9,000 judoka in America. So 9,000 Oh, guys. be
0: gigantic. You think she does it? You think she takes the fight? For sure. I don't think so.
7: I think so. She's got like, she has two wins over me in judo. So I feel like she would have that confidence.
0: What year? What year were those wins? I don't know over a decade ago probably right at this point
7: yeah over a decade ago but still
0: no she's like the big, she's got that
7: big sister uh
0: nah you're on a roll you're you're killing What's it. She doing? Uh, she Did it... you
7: wrestlemania okay back did to wrestlemania
0: it, it was a very non like it was, no. it was, a, it was nothing yeah it was not, it was, uh, you weren't you weren't segment. no nah, i went to get a pretzel listen uh you versus cyborg <laughs> <laughs> You versus Cyborg. Is this the fight? Is this the pay-per-view fight?
7: I think that that's a fight to make, yeah.
0: Have they talked to her?
7: I think so.
0: Oh, wow. Because I don't understand her situation. Is she a free agent? Is she not a free agent? What's going on?
7: I think she's like a restricted free agent. Mm. I think Bellator has matching rights, but I don't know.
0: If it's a a pay-per-view fight with you... Who are you going to uh, fight on a pay-per-view other than her? You can't fight Pacheco I again, right? Because she's in this,
7: right? Right, right. Unless she misses weight,
0: mm. and then they just remove her from the season.
7: I have no idea. I mean, she listen. A- I like props to Pacheco. Like she's got a chance to win another million as long as she can make weight. I feel like it's kind of smooth sailing for her. Um, yeah, I'd fight in the season too. I wouldn't wait for. I wouldn't wait for PFL to organize this like she's she's got to take care of her.
0: Have they told you when they hope to do this pay-per-view?
7: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I just don't know if I'm supposed to say.
0: Oh, got it. And is, is Jake Paul involved?
7: Jake Paul is involved in the PFL.
0: Sure. How do you feel about that? Like if he's going to be like the face of this pay-per-view situation? <laughs>
7: I feel good. I feel good. He's a disruptor. PFL is trying to be a disruptor. He's um he's obviously a huge deal. And he can also really scrap. So Mm. it's not like we're talking about putting you know some I mean yeah, he's a YouTuber, but he can actually he can wrestle, he can box.
0: But you think he fights? You think he actually fights? I
7: hope so. I would pay for, I would love to see that. Mm. I would love to get him his butt to ATT so I can see where he's at. If he's oh, gonna take wow. over the PFL, then he needs to I need to make sure that his shoulders are strong. You I know like what I'm this. saying?
0: So you're extending the invitation for him to come train with you at ATT. I think he spends That's time in Florida. Yeah. He's not too far. Yeah.
7: I have no idea. I mean, I'm not like up on I'm not on the up and up of what's happening. But sure. yeah, no, I would like to help him. And that I'm not trying to sound condescending. I just mean like. No, I know. I take pride in what we've built, and I want to help carry on the legacy.
0: I love that. I love that idea. Um, Like Dakota, you know,
7: like Dakota comes and trains at ATT. She's, I think, she's going to be the next, you know, big star for PFL. I love, I love watching these people find success through other avenues. You know, this is what it's all about. Like where I am where I was in judo is because of the things that like Anne Maria DeMars did and Lynn Roth, did. And Jean Kanakogi, like I stood on their shoulders. Right. So everything that's happening now, Rhonda, M- Misha, Cyborg, Amanda, like I'm standing on their shoulders. Like the goal is for people like Dakota to stand on my shoulders. It's not for me to be the greatest of all time forever and ever and ever and ever period. Like I want people to surpass yeah. what I do. That's what that's what everyone should want, right? We want to continue to grow and get better and evolve and adapt and help people. But right now it's... So
0: if it was up... No, I know. Listen, uh, we're not done yet. So if it's up to you, uh, pay-per-view at some point this year, first one, Cyborg. Who's the second one? Would it be Cyborg Pacheco and then you say, you know, peace, I'm out of here. I feel like the competitor in you Can't leave without getting that one back against Pacheco.
7: Yes. I feel like that would be Kayla's perfect world. And we don't live in Kayla's perfect world. So I'm not holding on to anything. I'm not like. I'm going with the flow. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for anyone. I'm ready.
0: But you are much happier. You seem happier. Like I could see it. It was tough to see you in that state when we last spoke. I appreciated you coming on but it was tough, but you you seem like a much, like you're you're oozing happiness, you're content, you're <laughs> at peace. I feel it. I feel it. It's lovely.
7: Yeah. No, I am at peace. And yeah, I mean, that that is just another part of my journey. You know, I had to go through that to get to where I'm going. So I'm grateful for it all. The highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the sideways, the whatever. It's, it's all good.
0: I love it. Well, this is, you see, we did have a lot to talk about, and I didn't even know you were going to talk about all this stuff. So these, I know, a, and I was like,
7: "I'm pretty sure he's just going to ask me about, you know, what am I doing? Am I going to fight?" No, birds? I just want to check in. Was, I'm so you know, glad you did. How are you? Yeah. How's everything?
0: I'm doing great. You know, I'm here, um doing my thing. And, doing a um, lot. This is
7: actually you're like basketball, fun. WWE. Blah, 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 blah. You are like so many hats.
0: It's the Hellwani verse and we're all just living in it.
7: Oh, are we?
0: Mm, at least I am. At least I okay, am. Okay, all right. Don't That's
7: all that weird. matters. That's all that matters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kayla, you're the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope we see you soon. And uh, yeah, if you need me to give him a bit of a kick in the butt to get this uh, pay-per-view thing, I could call up Jake. I could call up Don, You know, just let me know what yeah, you need from me. You know me, what? Right?
7: I would appreciate that. If you can just right, like- right, I'm
0: on it. I'm on you it. Do I'm on it. You do. You, I've always wanted to be your manager. You know that. You know that. So just let me know.
7: Oh, I would. It would be. We'll talk. We'll talk about. What is it? Okay. Uh, we'll WWE talk or offline or whatever. Oh, oh yeah,
0: that too. Oh, my God. That'd be insane. Can you, you imagine Ronda, us? WrestleMania 40. WrestleMania 40. Just, you versus so like Ronda. We would we you would literally
7: take over. You would mop the over floor
0: over with her. It would be a 10 second rubbing. Like, oh, my God.
7: Oh, uh, just spitting you know bars.
0: Yourself, Kayla. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, I appreciate you very much. God bless. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. All
7: right.
0: There she is, Kayla Harrison joining us. That would be incredible, right? Kayla versus Rhonda WrestleMania 40, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Oh, you know yourself, Kayla. You know yourself. All right, coming up next, we've got Eddie Hearn, the face of not only matchroom boxing, but the darts world as well. They're coming to America in June, but of course, we're not talking about darts here. We have a lot of important things to talk to Eddie about. Uh, he was just at the O2 on Saturday, the return of Anthony Joshua. That was a very big one. Uh, the big win over Jermaine Franklin. All kinds of things going on in the world of Eddie Hearn. He's all over the place. I don't, I don't know where he is right now in the world right now. As they say in Europe, he's all over the gaff but in a good way. Eddie, how are you?
5: I'm all over the gas Ariel. Are you? <laughs> no, I'm all good. I'm all good. No, we had a good night in London and a uh, little bit of R&R and off to San Antonio uh, for a, a show this weekend. So all busy as usual.
0: An incredible stretch. And uh, congratulations on the great event on uh, Saturday. I want to talk to you. Originally, if I'm being honest, I wanted to talk to you about uh, that win and, and where this leads um for for anthony and whatnot but i have to say I, I felt like it was a stroke of genius when i saw the news come out this morning and i was like oh i can't wait to talk to eddie about this wwe and ufc eddie as 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 a guy in this world as well what what was your reaction when you found out about this endeavor now owning
5: both entities amazing amazing i mean you know um it was a an incredible move what a powerhouse of companies i mean two Two businesses that we look up to a lot, really, in terms of the modeling, the brand values, um, you know, certainly the consumer base in and out of the ring, and UFC, WWE. You know, I, I, how many times have I said to you, Ariel? I, I tell our team all the time: watch what they do, look how they do it, and and get as close as you can in the boxing world, really. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting move, and let's see what they do now in the terms of in terms of boxing, because obviously. That's the one missing for them, but it's a tough business. Maybe, uh, maybe they want to stay in things they can control.
0: So, so funny that you just said that. So interesting because I was just uh, hypothesizing at the top of the show. All right, so they got pro wrestling, they got MMA.
5: Do you think that that's what they're going to try to do? I don't know. I mean, look, you know, successful sports businesses have a huge amount of control. You know, going back to your favorite sport in the world, darts. Obviously, we own the PDC, which essentially owns darts. In snooker, which is one of your other favourite sports, we own world snooker, which essentially is the sport. In boxing, you know, in in wrestling, they don't own wrestling, but more or less they own wrestling. You know, mixed martial arts, they don't own mixed martial arts, but of course, more or less. So they have a huge control and domination within the sport. Boxing is very difficult to do that. We know that over the years, you know, there's been a lot of, financial institutions there's been a lot of promotional companies that have received investment that have gone it's our you know we want to create a new belt we want to you know run the sport of boxing and globally we are the only promotional company that has has been able to have that effect globally we don't own boxing you know but we are the only global promotional company that is building the value of boxing, matchroom, our fighters in international territories. There are individual promotional companies in individual territories, but we do something different. But I don't know. You know, I've always looked at Dana and boxing. I think he'd find it very difficult and frustrating to not be able just to say to people, just to let you know you're fighting on that date and that's who you're fighting and I'll see you there. You know, I'm very jealous of that model. We've said it before, but it seems like in boxing, every single fight is a game of tug of war. With fighters, coaches, uh, lawyers, managers, agents, and it's very frustrating. And I, I don't know whether they'd be up for that fight.
0: Mm. Do you have a number in mind if if someone like Endeavor came to you and said, "We'd like to buy Matchroom"? Do you have a number in mind?
5: Um. Quite honestly, we're not really for sale. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of speculation. You know, for us, Ariel, we are a family business you know we have had a huge amount of interest from hedge funds and investment companies to buy a piece of matchroom we have a great business we don't need their money but also we understand that our model of growth can be you know rapidly sped up by involvement from that sector and myself and my father who are really the decision makers of the business he is completely adverse to anyone telling him what to do he would rather he would rather die so but at the, and, and that's how we've always run our business you know we make the decisions so and we have a fantastic um just a great feeling within the business in general with our team with our with our employees with the management you know you look at our senior management they're all young executives that have grown from 15, 16, 17 within the business, Matt Poulter with the darts, Emily Fraser on multisports, Frank Smith in the boxing. And, you know, we're very proud of the business that we've built and we don't want to lose the fun of that business. We also understand we have, or I have particularly a mission to create a WWE or a UFC for boxing. And I can do that. I can dominate over time just by consistency and ability and hard work. But that process can be sped up enormously through aggressive investment and that's Mm. something that you know we are being approached about at the moment it's not selling the business but it could be a you know a stake in the business that that takes that makes that process like I said a rapid expansion and and to dominate the world of boxing faster than we will do anyway which I feel like is inevitable you know call me arrogant I believe in ourselves but you know that's that's the model that we have and, and the conversations that we have whether that's a bigger conversation with endeavor who knows but you know for today that's huge news in in the uh bike sports marketplace if you like
0: uh could you tell us who you're talking to about that
5: no but if you if you google it you'll see but you know it's out there
0: okay all right um you know but not everything you read on Google is is legit you no know but I mean? we're, in conf- so that's
5: that's we're we're in no we're in confidential conversations of course and it's not something. We, it's not something we looked for. It's not something we might we might do, in all honesty. right? Because it's a big change for our business. But, you know, it's a, it's a serious uh, decision that we will have to make over the coming months.
0: What did you think of AJ? I saw your comments afterwards a couple of days later. Uh, he gets to win over Jermaine Franklin and, um, you know, gets back on track, gets his mojo maybe a little bit back, his confidence back. Nice to get a W on the record. But overall, what did you make of his performance?
5: I thought it was the best way to describe it was solid, not spectacular. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are criticizing the performance. One of them was Dillian White, who had a very close fight with Franklin. You know, AJ won the fight comfortably on Saturday night, you know, comfortably. Um, I felt like at times he should have been more aggressive. I feel like if we're going to be honest, and I, I think everyone would have seen the same thing, at times he looked like he lacked a bit of confidence and belief. But at the same time, he hasn't won a fight since December 2020. He's had three new trainers in his last, or three trainers in his last three fights. And if he lost on Saturday night, his career was over. So all in all, there was a lot of pressure. You know, I think that, you know, I've been speaking to him a lot since the fight. We've been going through the fight, going through his performance. The general feeling is we need another fight. You know, a step up from Franklin. But in order to gel, And continue improving with Derek James, we need another fight in the summer of of that nature. We also know that the Tyson Fury fight, you know, whether that's even possible, may be a summer fight, and and that that might be the only chance, you know. So it's a difficult decision next. I think if we're doing it with a view to keep improving and to create longevity and to get him to his best, then we should have another fight. And momentum is key for aj you know he's boxed like twice a year sometimes once a year through covid for the last three or four years i want him to box in july and then again in december and i think it will do him really good to have a couple of weeks off now and go straight back to texas with Derek jones
0: does he agree with you another fight all that or is he saying get me tyson
5: no i think i mean look he always every fighter always wants the biggest fights and you know it's difficult area like being honest the fans—it's hard to have a conversation with the fans and the broadcaster, even to say, "I think he needs another fight like that." Mm. You know, every fan, every broadcaster is going to say, "Give us Fury, give us Wilder," and I feel like he's got to be a little bit selfish at this point in his career. And and, and at the end of the day, the money—you know—is going to be the money. If if you if you don't have a fight that's a blockbuster, the money's going to be the money. But if you want to get yourself in a position to win the blockbusters, then this is the route that you should be taking. Because I feel like another fight with Derek James, reinforce that confidence, believe in what he's doing. I believe he's going to be in better shape in in December, mentally and emotionally and physically, for the Furies and the Wilders. But it's going to be very tempting in the meantime if those fights can get made to not jump straight in.
0: You mentioned solid but not spectacular. Would it be fair to say you were disappointed or was that what you were expecting out of him in this first no, fight back? Was, you know, this first relieved, fight with was, new trainer.
5: Yeah, I was relieved to okay. get the win in all because you know I felt he'd win, but he hasn't won for, you know, it's coming up to three years since he won a fight. You know, and there was a huge amount of pressure. Everyone starts talking on fight week. Lose and it's retirement. And it's, they were probably right. So I was, you know, I was a bit disappointed. I said to him last night, I want you, I want to see you manhandle people like that in a clinch. You know, I want to see you brutalize them to the body, hit them around the, you know, around the side of the face and head. And 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 when he did that in the closing rounds, he looked really dangerous. You know? Um, a lot's happened. You know, I think sometimes we can expect a little bit too much, and we expect, you know, we expected AJ to go in and destroy him. So in that respect, some were a little bit disappointed. But maybe in reality, looking at You know the emotions after the Usyk fight, looking at the new trainer, looking at the move. You know, Uh, I'm I'm sitting here happy on Monday, knowing that we're planning his next fight for July.
0: Can I tell you my big takeaway from that performance? And and I hope you don't get offended by this. My big takeaway watching that on Saturday was Francis Ngannou could beat this guy. This isn't the craziest thought. People laughed at the notion of Francis versus AJ. This is a much closer fight. And I think if if that AJ and I'm not trying to say that he's I mean I think the world of Francis and I know he's you know the 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 debutant so to speak in boxing but I think this is a much closer fight I think Francis has a better shot against Francis than he does against someone like Tyson given the style matchup Am I crazy oh, yeah. for saying that Yeah for sure
5: Yeah no, I agree I agree with you I mean firstly you cannot in a million years with Francis and Garnu's ability in boxing and pedigree in boxing, go in and compete technically, skill-wise, not just with AJ, but with any top 20 heavyweight in the world. But in that division, the difference is what you can do is you can knock someone out, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter whether Francis fights. Anthony Joshua, Tyson, I mean, Tyson Fury, I agree with you, horrible fight for Francis Ngannou because he just poke him around. And Deontay right. Wilder, that Dillian White, Derek Chisora, Jermaine Franklin. He has no chance against those guys other than to be aggressive, trade up and catch someone clean and take him out. So I think that you're, you are right in, in your statement in that, yes, I think that people, I mean, people, it's not just Francis Ngannou, people would give... Fighters a much better chance against AJ. having him watch that performance. In your world, that translates to Francis Ngannou. And why not? You know, I mean, I don't feel like it's a fight that's going to continue the development of Anthony Joshua under his new trainer. But you know, I mean, you know, I met I I, I had lunch with Francis Ngannou. There. I mean, you you know his story. I, I was completely gobsmacked by the story of this man. I mean. We sat for two hours and I was just listening to just the most remarkable. I mean, how this isn't a film, I have no I idea. I mean, unbelievable. I'm sitting there. I'd like to feel like I'm far from naive, but I'm sort of asking, well, how did you get from there to them? And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, oh, we just, we just did this. You know, we lived in a forest for two weeks. I'm like, this is, <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> le- please let me go to Hollywood now with you and yeah. sell this film. You know, I, I just, there's there's a, People need to be educated about what that man has been through, you know, and the story to get to where he's got to. I think I found him. I found him fascinating. Lovely, lovely guy. Lovely guy. And I'd love to do something.
0: When was that lunch?
5: Um, I think you know, I guess that was. I think it was after. It was after Taylor Serrano. So what was that? February, like beginning, middle of February. Something. Uh, not Taylor Serrano. Uh, Serrano Cruz. So February. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, so, if it was up to you, who does AJ fight in July? Like, if you had your way about him fighting a lesser name, so to Dillian speak, like, is there a name out there?
5: Dillian okay. White, Otto Wallin. Who you know? I mean, I just feel like, I mean, Joe Joyce is another big fight. It's a tough fight, but yeah. who knows? Like, I just feel that we're gonna if we're gonna go into a Fury or or a Wilder, which is inevitable. I just want him to go in with the best chance that he can have. And I just feel that right now he's not at the optimum level he could be to go into that fight. He, he would still go into them and I still give him a chance in those fights. And I believe he could win those fights. But I would just like to see him firing going into those fights. And what I saw on Saturday wasn't AJ firing on all cylinders.
0: Do you believe that Fury Usyk is really dead? Yes, for now. Wow, so mm-hmm. there's a there's a door. Do you think there's a door to be open there, or I mean, well, we've been look, through this with
5: AJ no, and Fury. I feel like they're going to try. I mean, you have this. This was one of the problems that AJ had with the mandatories. So now mm-hmm. Alexander Usik has Daniel Dubois, Philip Hergovich, who's with us, and Joe Joyce. There is next three mandatories. Ultimately, he has to make those fights, the next three fights. But there will be a push for the undisputed fight again. In the back half of the year. So, as mm. far as AJ is concerned, July, you know, June, July could be a period where that fight with Fury could root its head because Fury's going to fight this summer. He has to. He's not going to wait till November, December to fight Alexander Usyk. So, there's a lot of talks behind the scenes, you know, about who's going to do what. Fury, Usyk, in my opinion, is dead for certainly the summer. But I think that there's a lot of people out there with a lot of money that have unfinished business for the undisputed heavyweight world championship. So I feel that there will be another push to make that fight later in the year.
0: Who do you blame for that fight falling through?
5: Um, Some of what Tyson Fury says has merit to it in terms of the commercial value of the two fighters, right? It, It, It was a bit of a giveaway. Frank Warren went on TalkSport about, I don't know, a month ago and said, look, hopefully we get this fight over the line. Easy fight to make. It's 50-50, you know, blah, blah, blah. And no one expected Fury to push for anything else other than 50-50. It was just generally accepted in boxing that Tyson Fury is the bigger name. Usyk has the two defeats to Antin Joshua and has the majority of the belts. Let's not mess around. Chance of a lifetime, chance of forever legacy in boxing, 50-50. Loads of money for both of you. Good luck. Fury had other ideas. Fury likes to create a deal structure that ultimately you have to say no to. So he came out and he said, and he knows. Fury's very smart, and especially in a boxing sense. He knows how difficult that fight is. And when the Saudi deal fell through, and the pot of money diminished, Tyson Fury turned around and said, "I want seventy 30 of a small pot, right? Usyk calls his bluff and says, "Okay." But when we say call his bluff, he did, but he did it with a reverse with a with a reverse split on the rematch. So Alexander Usyk said, "It's seventy thirty to you in the first bite. But when I win, I get 70% in the second fight, which is fair, but unusual mm-hmm. in a structure like that of a 70-30. Nearly always, I mean, don't forget, Anthony Joshua gave Alexander Usik 25% when he was a voluntary challenger to fight him. Okay? Now Fury, after Usyk has beaten AJ twice and he's become the unified world heavyweight champion with four belts, including the IBO. Gets 5% more to fight Fury. So it's ridiculous. Mm. And then Fury said no. And then he said, well, and Usyk said, well, what we'll do is we'll do one fight 50 50. And Fury said no. Really, what they should have done was one fight at 60 40 to Fury or 70 30 to Fury in the first fight. And if Usyk wins the rematch, 60 40 to him in the second. But no one was prepared mm. to move. And then it's quite weird, actually, not being involved and just watching it. Then Usyk's team comes out. Alex Presley, he's doing interviews every day. Fury's this. Fury's a coward. And then I just know Tyson. Tyson Fury looks at it and goes, "Right, bye, bye. Go and fight Daniel Dubois and make five million. Right. Go on, go." On. And but ultimately, if Tyson Fury wanted to become undisputed. And if he really, truly believed it was an easy fight, like he said, he would have accepted that fight, no doubt. But he knows. He knows how good Alexander Usyk is. And he was only prepared to do it on his terms.
0: Last time we spoke, uh, I asked you about Croke Park, and then all of a sudden... The Irish government is talking about the interview. They're, they're calling me some, I mean, it was a bizarre thing. They're like, why is an MMA show? Talk-? Like, the, I could see the confusion as they're speaking about it. They're talking about it on the news. It was a crazy scene, Eddie. And my favorite part about that, by the way, two days later, I saw you at MSG and I was doing the thing with uh, Katie. We're reliving mm-hmm. April 30th. And I think that's coming out um, on the anniversary. And I can't wait for that. It was an incredible experience to do that with her. She was oblivious to everything. I was like, "What do you think about this croak?" She, I like, had no idea that all this madness was going on, which speaks to just how special she is as a human being. But I'm just wondering. Since then, of course, we go from the rematch at Croak, and then it goes to Three Arena, and then Amanda has to withdraw. And now we get. I, by the way, I'm, I'm not just saying it. I'm actually more excited for Chantel Cameron than the Serrano fight, if only because <laughs> yeah. it's the homecoming. But she can make history. I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying guy might be there. I'm, I'm excited about her trying to make history coming undisputed champion in two different weight classes. But here's my thing. Is is it now maybe a negative into a positive? Because it got delayed, are there any more talks about maybe doing it in September, October? If she wins, and even if she doesn't win on May 20th, but we, we suspect that she wins, we hope that she wins, then we do the rematch against Serrano at Croke Park. Is that possible?
5: Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Number one is, um, I think Cameron is potentially certainly as tough a fight as serrano i mean she's undefeated she's bigger she's undisputed there's a lot of history between these two as well and when Croke park fell through taylor serrano worked sorry taylor cameron worked really well at three arena so the natural progression and we go on we had a pre-sale today with three arena i mean it's just like the, the lines and the websites are crashing we've got we've got eight thousand tickets it's a like Really, you know, wow. we could sell 40,000 tickets for this fight like that on the first day. More, probably. So everyone's going to go crazy. Everyone's going to mum. We're going to fill that real quick. We're going to create an unbelievable moment of history where Katie Taylor tries to become a two-division undisputed champion against an English woman in Chantelle Cameron, who's a great fighter. Now, the natural progression from there is to go to the stadium. If she loses to Chantelle Cameron, that we could rematch Chantelle Cameron at Croke Park. Mm. Mm. But obviously the plan at the moment is to go Chantel Cameron and then Amanda Serrano at Croke Park or at Stadium. So we need to find a date that works effectively for Irish tourism. We need to obviously talk about the deal of the stadium. We know last time it was three times the cost of Wembley to go there. We've got old mate Conor McGregor who's on board. You know, It looks like he's going to be sponsoring the event on uh, May 20th and then helping us maybe with Croke Park. I had a great trip to the uh, the Black Forge in when I went over there, which was just the most Tell random me about day. It. <laughs> I just, you know, like, I know everyone's got their opinion. I always take people out seeing, right? So you hear this, you hear that, you hear this, you hear that. I had, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours, like just the funniest time. You know, I love great energy. You know, and that this guy is just, he's a pure character. I mean, it was like being in a press conference, right? You know, we're sitting there in the Black Forge and, you know, a beautiful pub, by the way. I mean, he's done an unbelievable job, right, you know, in his hometown where he lives. And all of a sudden, you know, a couple of his cameramen turn up and stuff like that. And in he comes, Connor. I mean, we've met once before at Katie Taylor, right? literally for five, 10 seconds. How are you doing? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he comes in, you know, and just the energy you know, and the enthusiasm, I mean, that's one thing that I took out of it is, you know, that in boxing, and this obviously sits alongside MMA as well, you fall in love with the sport, he's so passionate about boxing, about mixed martial arts, he wouldn't sit down, you know, I mean, he's ordered a steak, he's standing up, he's showing me how he's, how he'd fight this guy, and how he'd fight that guy, and then he's telling me about, was it an atheist fight, when he's on his back, and he's got a bad knee, and he's like, you know, and I'm just, it's like a million miles an hour but it's like we should do this we should do that let's do this let's make it happen and i you know i just I, i'm sure everyone's got their opinion my opinion is i love him i think i think he's <laughs> such a character you know in life you want to be around people where you go i'll never forget like i'll never forget that moment with conor mcgregor you know and be fair to him like i know that there is an element to everything that everybody does about publicity and exposure but he has a genuine passion for Kate. Like he, he loves Katie Taylor. He thinks she's amazing. Like she's a hero in that country, and mm. he wanted to help make it happen for her, for Ireland as well. And I, I'm sure he gets sick because everybody does when they reach those kind of heights. But I had a great time. I really did, you know. And uh, you know, it was just I guess I was lucky that I was catching a flight back because we had you know some of that Irish stout, and next thing you got yeah. the apple proper twelves and. You know, next thing, who knows what's going to happen with Conor McGregor. But um, he's, you know, we've been speaking to him and Audi about supporting the event with those brands. And they look like they're going to get behind it and push it. And then hopefully we can move that to Croke Park after. So the whole thing, you know, the Croke Park, like you said, the Irish government, the media over there, then the Conor McGregor meeting, and then, you know, probably your fault, to be honest with you, all in all.
0: I was just going to say, this all came about from the appearance on my show. And uh, I feel like, you know, I, I mean be nice to get a bit of a power oh, back. But back did you, did you see what i did with the uh, joe markowski did you see did you see the stunt that i pulled there i invited him to the studio we had a great chat but of course we have to do the darts the three-on-three three, which yes. you know we don't have to bring up what happened when i went up against you um uh-huh. and then what happens is I, I i i i'm feeling myself a little bit and i offer the deal if i beat him i get to be a part of the broadcast for for katie and and Chantal Cameron because you know, last time I was in Dublin, 2014, it was Connor's homecoming. And, you know, I've been trying to champion the KD cause here in America for all this time. I felt like I needed to be there. The Irish love me. I don't know if you know this, but I'm sort of like an adopted son over there. And so what happens is I lose Eddie, but then we go double or nothing and I beat him. So whether you guys like it or not, whether DAZN well, likes it or not, I have to be because Joe's a man of his in. word. I have to.
5: You're in. But haven't you done some big basketball deal now as well? You you, you know we're
0: doing you're a lot, absolutely I
5: mean. it's crazy now what what is my
0: role going to be can we talk about that or is that for offline i mean you know
5: what, for i mean i think i think whatever you want it to be presenter wow. part Cart part commentator analyst
0: uh, all-round
5: all-round good guy you know i mean
0: Makes it feel bigger, just a smidge bigger. I mean, Katie coming on was big, but like this feels like it, we've taken it up a notch. No, you know what? Do you what? Think?
5: Uh, one thing I've noticed about you is, you know, and, and look, it was only a matter of time before your ego got out of control. Of everyone, but you know, <laughs> I, I like it. I think we deserve it. No, it would, you know, having you around, granted, gives it a big event feel. I appreciate that. That's very. You kind have to you. be there. Thank I will you. make sure you're there. Appreciate that.
0: Um, a couple other things, and then I'll let you go. I appreciate this very much. Can we get? Canelo versus Benavidez?
5: Well, I mean, yes is the answer, but. Yeah. Gradually, and in terms of what I've been asked to do, which has been in his head for over a year now, or nearly a year, is rematch Dimitri Biver. Like, he will not be happy until he gets a chance to avenge that defeat. So, I don't Mm -hmm. like. I mean, that I said the other day, David Benavidez at 168, and I. Some people will say, "Shut up, Eddie! You're talking rubbish." But the the general man with a with a with a with a smart head will agree. Dmitry Bivo at one seventy five is a tougher fight to connect than David Benavidez at one sixty eight. It just is, right? Benavidez, great fight. They're both tremendous fights. But Eddie Reynoso and Saul just are desperate to fight Dmitry Bivo and try and avenge that defeat at one seventy five. And I think after that, I mean. I've heard that Benavidez has signed a deal with PBC where he has to fight Charlo, Morrell, and somebody. It's like a three-fight deal. But open to starting those conversations. But my instructions from Saul and Eddie Reynoso is John Ryder, which is my mandatory, coming back from injury, and then Dimitri Bivo in September. After that, he like this guy is a beast, Ariel. He will fight absolutely anyone. If I said to Canelo Alvarez, you know, some people think you don't want to fight David Benavides. He would literally fall on the floor laughing. Like he has zero fear of fighting anyone. But in his head at the moment, I don't think he can sleep properly till he gets a chance to avenge that defeat. The Mayweather defeat hurt him, but he was like, what, 22 or something like that when he fought him. Dimitri Bivol, he, he's he's absolutely certain he can beat him. And he goes into that fight as a massive underdog, by the way. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the mad thing. But after Bivol, 100% he'll fight Benavides, and it'll be a great fight, huge fight.
0: And, of course, next up for him is uh, May 6th, back home in, uh, yeah. in Mexico, which would be quite the yeah. scene. Incredible. Um, last thing before I let you go, what is going on? Do you, do you, do you need me to come over there and, uh, you know, lay the smack down on some people? First, I see you and this guy, Simon Jordan, on Talk Sport. I mean, you're going oh. toe-to-toe, all kinds of drama. And then, over the weekend... Eddie Hearn, Conor Ben, and the poison at the heart of British boxing. This piece in the Guardian. What is happening, Eddie? I thought you were like the patron saint over there. Like, what what is going on? Where are all these haters coming from?
5: That's what I said to you. I guess, like I said, once you get to a certain place, I cannot believe. Like, there is a real sort of common thought that me, Matt, we control sport. You know this whole thing about Conor Ben, where ultimately mistakes were made but you leave it in the hands of the governing body and the commission because you don't really – we're a promotional company. It's not our right to make certain decisions, especially contractually. And all of the blame goes on to us instead of the commission. It's unbelievable. And, you know, the Simon Jordan thing is actually quite good. Like, it's just good. I gave him a good little – like, no one else speaks him, but obviously, you know, he's he's still a bit sore from that. Um, But then the one – the one at the – The Guardian at the weekend was unbelievable. It was such an unbelievable hatchet job, right, where this guy, Don McRae, who is, by the way, one of the top writers in boxing, kept coming to me for little bits of snippets without telling me the basis of the story he was writing, right? Spoke to all these people to get their opinions and and, and apparently all these things that happened and never came back to me once and said, this guy said this. Can Can I have your feedback? Can I have this? So I wasn't happy with Don. And I told him and he took his tweet down um, because it was out—it was bang out of order. But honestly, we've been talking about this Chrono Ben thing every day for eight months. its uh, It's been a testing period, I won't lie, because there's a lot of people that want to bring me down in the industry. And it's probably part of it's probably my own fault because I do wind them up and, you know, I'm, I'm aggressive at what I do. But that's just me. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to start being two-faced and, and being nicey-nicey to people like some people and try and stab them in the back. When they're not looking, because that's the game, that's the boxing industry. But there is definitely a movement to just, you know, and, and I look at our schedule, Ariel. Like this is, I don't mind people trying to bring me down. I don't mind people trying to mess with my head, trying to make me upset, trying like that's just life. What I won't have is an imbalanced opinion of certain things. And when I look at our schedule and I look at the design schedule right? And I look at, for the UK subscribers we're talking about particularly here, you've got Anthony Joshua against Jermaine Franklin. You've got Bam Rodriguez this Saturday uh, in San Antonio. Brilliant card. You've got Tank against Ryan Garcia. You've got Rakimov against Joe Caldino in in Cardiff. Brilliant card as well. That's just 80, right? Then in May, you've got Canelo against Ryder. You've got Katie Taylor against Chantel Cameron, and you've got Leeward against Maurizio Lara range right? That's just in May. That is all part of your subscription on Design. No pay per view. No, that's the first Joshua fight. Seven years of pay per view, right? And then you look at everybody else's schedule. Talking, let me talk UK for now, and it's like people. Are, I, I'm just, I get lost with that. And, and that's the one thing that aggravates me a little bit, that we don't get the credit and we don't get the respect for being an outright number one. So I've just taken it upon myself to be the bad guy. Don't forget, everyone's trying to push me out in America, right? They all get together on the phone. Oh, hon, what we got to do is say this, and you did it you know, every interview. It's like, but it's like, isn't that how it's supposed to be? I mean, really, if they didn't care, if they weren't afraid, would they even say anything? So it kind of gets me up in the morning. But it's not exhausting, though? Stuff. Like, yeah. enough of this. It's kind of right? I'm not talking about, like, you know, people like to play the emotional and mental health card a lot in life. I call it more bad days a lot of the time, right? I know that that world exists, but it's been tough because every day they're out for you. the knives, you know? So it's like, but that's what they want to do, Aaron. They want to grind you down to a point where they'll say stuff, they'll make up stuff, they'll st- and it's like they hope, because it's the only way they can beat you. They can't beat you on ability, they can't beat you on quality, they can't beat you on consistency, and they definitely can't beat you on work rate. So somehow they have to grind you down mentally, emotionally, and just try and beat you that way. And let me tell you, that ain't happening either. So, and I'll take it personally when that all starts, which makes me work even harder. So my passion for the business has more fire than ever. My love for the sport has more fire than ever. And I ain't going anywhere. Now, you're not going to see me around. I've said this to you before. You ain't going to see me at 70. You ain't going to see me like Bob Aram at 91. And you may not even see me beyond 50. But until that moment, you ain't gonna beat me. Impossible. You can do whatever you want. You can gang up with people, you can make stuff up, you can get the media to attack, whatever. But you ain't gonna beat me. So and and you know, America has been challenging, but we are in such a great place now in America to go on and actually aggressively, what we talked about in our earlier conversation, aggressively expand, sign more fighters. We have a we've we've built the consistency, we've built the right model. You know, and there's a lot to do in America because it's a competitive market and it's a tough market for boxing. But you know, it's uh, the, the Conor Ben stuff's been really challenging, and unfortunately for me, because in my heart I believe him, I've backed him every every step of the way, and I've I've received so much criticism for him, but I can't turn my back on him. And it, you know, a lot, so many people have said to me, "What? What are you doing? You can't. You could have got out of this easy." You know, as soon as it, I could have just gone, not up to me, sorry. It's over to him. He's got to fight his case. On we go. But it's not, you know, I believe him and I've backed him. And and everyone says I shouldn't have, but I'm not, again, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to turn my back on someone that I believe in. So call it a mistake, call it whatever you want. I, that's how I feel. And there, there's no benefit to me backing him if I didn't believe in him. Like I said, it's so easy to get myself out of this. And I've taken unbelievable stick from the media and facts. But in my heart, having been sit, sitting with him 30 times during this process with his dad, with his trainer, with his family and seeing the tears, seeing everything, I believe him. And that's why I won't give up on him. Will you remain in business with him? Yes. He's going to fight in June and it's going to be a challenge. And by the way, the one thing he must do is he doesn't have a British boxing border control license, right? Mm-hmm. But so where is that going to gonna happen? Him. That fight looks like the Middle East or America. But okay. I want him. He has to fight. You know, the the bulk of his career has to be in Britain. But right now, with the way the border acting and the way Connor's acting, you know, I said to Robert Smith on Saturday, "Let's get together. Come on, let's try and work this out." And he wasn't really interested. In all honesty, he was like, "Well, send that." And, and it's like, this is the problem. At the moment, Connor Ben's saying, "Fuck it, I ain't fighting in England." You know, I don't want to give them my money. I'll, I'll fight internationally. And, and the board is saying, oh, he's bad. You know, we'll try and stop. They're writing to commissions around the world to try and stop him from fighting. The whole thing is a complete mess. And it's out of control. But I believe him. It's, it, it, when he fights, it's around a year since the adverse test. Like, he's been through a hell of a lot. He's gone through the process of WBC. They've reinstated him in the rankings. They've said, you're clear to fight. But he must go through that situation with the British Boxing Board of Control. But they've got to—they've got to give him a fair hearing because at the moment, the way everyone's acting, everyone's lost their head. And it's—it's. It's, I want to draw a line under. It. It's been eight months nearly. You know, it's like every day yeah. I get asked about. It. So um, lucky, and, I'm and a do you have an really. opponent? I want it to be Chris Eubank Jr. You know, it's oh gone from—it's gone from family legacy to pure hatred they're dming each other every day like both of them want to beat the absolute you know behind off off each other and it will be absolutely massive it will be up at 160 let's do it let's get it over with and let's move on and if
0: not chris eubank perhaps gareth a davies
5: oh gareth a, Dan, gareth a. davies is a big uh, big star in the uk right now
0: I mean, oh my gosh! Walks up there uh, <laughs> with the microphone. Even I wouldn't have the balls to do that. Just walk right up Please there, on carry. the guy. Don't even Please ask him carry. live on the
5: air. Oh no, oh no! But that's. But everyone's saying, "Oh, Connor Ben, what a disgrace!" Push. It. I mean, that, that talk's full. Honestly, talk about agendas. Wow. I mean, like they have hammered us, hammered him, hammered him, and he hasn't helped himself because you know what? I haven't given him any advice on this legally. I haven't given him any advice on this from a PR perspective because he doesn't want to be told. He just wants to say what is on his mind. And he's messed up on a load of things, like in terms of just not being professional or actually going through a process. But he's, you know, he, he believes completely that he's innocent. He doesn't want any help. He just, but unfortunately, it's a very, very difficult situation. And if he is completely innocent, like I believe, this has been the most horrific eight months. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Anyone. But... He's been through that process with the WBC. Now I would like him to go through that process with the British Boxing Board of Control as well. So hopefully everyone can have a clear head.
0: Fascinating stuff as always, Eddie. Thank you so much for the time and the insight. Good luck this weekend in San Antonio. That's, uh, I mean, Rodriguez is a tremendous talent. Anytime he fights, it is fireworks. I uh, can't wait for the upcoming fights. And hopefully I'll see you out there in Dublin. It'll be incredible. I look forward is there to seeing. There the one
5: scenes. thing very quickly, right, is... I know the UFC is built off strong cards and competitive matchups, and that's the general principle. Boxing fan or MMA fan watching this interview right now, watch our card on Saturday on the zone. Seriously, from top to bottom, brilliant 50-50 matchups. Not you know, we know Ben Rodriguez was fighter of the year last year, etc. But beneath that, unified world championships, Ray Ford, Magdalena, one of our young stars. Some 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 fighters that honestly, people watching this, have probably never heard of. But if you're interested in boxing, and you're always talking about MMA and boxing, just watch on Saturday on Design. Honestly, I think you'll love it.
0: Love it. We'll be watching. Thank you, Eddie. Good luck and talk to you soon. Appreciate it very much. There he is. Eddie Hearn, head man over at Matchroom. Tremendous stuff. Tremendous insight on uh, a load of topics. Anthony Joshua, Katie Taylor, Conor Ben canelo alvarez even getting his insight on the uh the news of the ufc and and wwe now as one uh and yes shout out to our good friend gareth a davies the warlock kung fu panda himself involved in uh, a bit of a uh i don't know what you would call it a uh a fracas a brouhaha uh, he was working the anthony joshua fight on saturday for talk sport which is a behemoth over there i mean they are you know Agenda setters, if you will, um, close to ESPN here in America, radio, but they do a lot of uh, digital stuff as well. Um, he just, he just, he just pulled up on on old Connor Ben sitting in the uh, front row and asked him, and he pushed his microphone aside. Guy's been through a lot. Uh, there are questions to be asked. He hasn't done an interview, so uh, don't necessarily blame uh, Gareth for that. But uh, an interesting scene. And now, if you if you Google Connor or Gareth, there's a ton of articles about the whole situation. Uh, speaking of boxing, uh, let's stick to the boxing theme conversation, but let's talk to one of our own. Anthony Pettis was back home in Milwaukee for the first time since his fight against um, one Benson Henderson a decade ago, this time competing as a boxer at the Pfizer Forum against Roy Jones, and he won headliner for Game Bread, Um Boxing, Game Bread Boxing 4. He won in front of his home crowd Another win for him in Milwaukee. He's kind enough to join us now to recap it all. Anthony, my man, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations. Has reality sunk in? You beat Roy Jones in Milwaukee. Does this feel like a dream?
4: Yeah, bro. It's crazy, man. Even like the, the day after I woke up. I'm like, that really just happened, man. It's I mean, it's Roy Jones, bro. Like I grew up watching this guy. You know, like what he's done in his career is amazing. So yeah, it was uh, it's it's crazy even like think even say it out loud. It's just insane.
0: How Would you assess your performance pro boxing debut? Like, what did you think of how you did out there?
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would not, I, I knew I was going to try boxing before you know, I, I call it quits in, in my fighting sports career. Um, and uh, you know, the opportunity popped up, you know, it was a higher weight class at the time. I was already bulking up to go to like welterweight, so um, you know, when the opportunity was presented, it kind of just worked out where I was like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna be fighting a bigger guy. Um, I think I did very well with the game plan. You know, my coach uh, Jorge Capetillo put together a good game plan that uh, it worked. You know, he's like, we're not gonna. Knocked this guy out. He fought Mike Tyson. So, you know, we just we uh, kind of outpointed him, you know, try to keep him on his heels because he's dangerous when he's moving forward. And, uh, you know, he had a good style of game plan.
0: And and what about just fighting as a bigger guy? You've never fought that heavy before. How did you feel out there?
4: Yeah, I definitely felt out smaller. You know, I feel like his punches were throwing, you know, his, his power, his punch, the power of his punches were a lot harder than my power punches. That's why I was throwing a lot of volume, you know. So I feel like I was hitting him with the big body shots. But, you know, when, when I went upstairs, he had pretty good defense. But I can just tell, you know, his punches did more damage than my punches because of the size.
0: Consider, I mean, he is 54, I believe, but he's still Roy Jones. What did you make of his, you know, his performance, how he fought?
4: Bro, that's incredible, bro. Like, 54 years old, he's quick as heck, bro. He hit me with a hook. One of the hooks he hit me with, like, I think it was like in the sixth or seventh round, it, it wobbled me. You know, he caught my, made my ears ring a little bit. Bro. I was like, oh, I got to be careful. I already knew, like, wow. I you know, I, I kind of play around with him in there, but you know, he was he was just fast. He was a lot quicker than I expected. Um And, you know, I, I was sparring some young guys, you know, guys that are like, you know, ranked right now. So it's like, you know, I try to get you know as, as, as much mimic to him as possible. But, you know, his hook and his range was just, just something different.
0: So considering now you just did this, uh, you were successful, you went through the whole camp. Are you sticking with boxing?
4: Um, I think I'll have another boxing fight for sure. I think um, right now I'm going to, I plan on fighting again, MMA for PFL, more towards the end of the year. I'm not sure when they're going to do their pay-per-view card. But um, you know, I'm gonna see what opportunities pop up. I think right now I'm open to to doing both.
0: So you're still with PFL. I, I thought you were done with PFL. Well,
4: I'm not doing the tournament with the PFL, but they still are doing the okay. pay per view format. So we uh, we're you know, I, M- Melky, my agents, going you know, talking back and forth with you know when they do the pay per view card, a potential opponent, and you know dates and all that stuff.
0: Okay, so would that be at 55 or 70?
4: 70. Yeah, I'm not doing the 55. Yeah, 55 was uh, just, it was crushing me to make. Like last season, bro, it was hard as. Stay that low, that that light, and uh, the older you get, the harder it is.
0: Do you have a uh, a preference as to who you would fight?
4: I don't know yet, man. Honestly, I was so focused on Roy Jones Jr. That's you know, like it's, it's the Monday after it. Um, you know, I'm talking to both coaches, my boxing coach. I just saw you know Duke Rufus at his gym. We was watching sparring, Serge getting ready for fights. We got a lot of big fights here, you know. So it was uh, cool to be back there. Um, and I'm not sure yet. You know, I guess I, I guess we'll see the opportunities pop up first.
0: Okay, but um, more than likely, it's MMA next for you, and then somewhere down the line, it's boxing again.
4: No, I think boxing will be first, honestly. MMA looks like it's oh, wow. in the end of the year. Yeah.
0: Wow, interesting. Um, and yeah, would that so be I'm, for
4: Gamebred again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens when the, hopefully the numbers come back and they were good, um, but uh, that would be for uh, yeah, potentially Game Bread or or you know, whatever else is out there
0: and and just fighting for game bread obviously this is a promotion run by jorge masvidal he couldn't be there because he's fighting this weekend but what was the experience like they're they're new ish um i know you guys are boys and it seemed like everyone was treated very well there's a lot of mma legends on the card your take on on how the whole thing ran
4: i think it was awesome man i mean we, we we're in the pfizer form in milwaukee wisconsin one of the best venues you can get you know, in, in this area for sure um even some of the boxing guys were like, "Man, they put light out after weigh-ins and fruit and out after weigh-ins. Like they were used to that stuff. Like I MMA mean, promotions do that stuff. So it was like uh, it was a little mix of both worlds. I think we're boxing and MMA are meeting meet, meeting in the middle. And uh, uh, it was it's cool to see. You know, there was there was some you know straight boxers on that card, and it was MMA. Jose uh, so Aldo, you know, to see Aldo there in, in Milwaukee. Um, I think it was done very well.
0: Uh, for you to be back in Milwaukee, the scene of uh, one of your great triumphs." Um, Did you feel like like were you super nervous? Were you anxious? How 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 were you dealing with everything? Just being back home, a homecoming of sorts for you in a different sport.
4: Bro, I felt so calm. It felt amazing. You know, I actually I went out there and I felt very at home. You know, I think that's what helped, helped me like to get that victory. You know, I didn't I didn't I didn't get you know too crazy. He was he was waiting for me to go out there and try to knock him out. And I think you know, I was out outboxing him. I was outpacing him. Um, and I just felt really calm. And I think that was a big a big part of that.
0: Love the jersey that you were rocking. Why seventeen? By the way, you're rocking the Bucks jersey, but why seventeen? That's
4: my uh, that's my number when I play roulette.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
4: That's your number? Yeah. Black, or you always black go
0: 17. with
4: seventeen? Always, bro. Black seventeen.
0: Really? No matter what?
4: One of them. That's one of the numbers. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I yeah, when I play roulette, I just play a system.
0: Oh wow! And and is it successful? I would imagine it is. If you keep doing it, I mean,
4: it's pretty successful. Yeah, I've, I've been doing it for a long time. It's pretty successful. I mean, it's it's roulette. It's a, it, that's for sure a gamble. You know, it's wherever the ball drops. But Seventeen's like in the middle. It's in the middle of everything. That's why it's, it's like one to thirty-five.
0: Okay, so it's not necessarily because you like the number seventeen. It's more about like the placement, the real estate.
4: No, I like the number seventeen and, and the placement. I like the number seventeen and and the placement just happens to be it's in the middle.
0: That's amazing. It's it's amazing what you're doing now, man. Because like you, you've got you're in the management companies, we talked about the promotional companies, we talked about. You have Christian Rodriguez fighting this weekend in a huge yep. fight against Raul Rojas Jr. Um, you're doing your thing. You're you're doing fun. Like it's it's like independent. Anthony Pettis here, just kind of putting out the blueprint for people that you don't have to be tied. You don't have to be exclusive. Did you like? Is this all of this surprising you, or was this part of the plan? Because you have your hand now in so many jars, doing so many things. Entrepreneur, promoter manager fighter boxer mma was this all part of the plan or is there a part of you being like man i can't believe this all worked out since i left the ufc this all worked out like this
4: i mean it was kind of part of the plan and i can't believe that it worked out like this i mean boxing wasn't part of the plan you know i, I was really focused on you know building the the fight show the management company starting from the ground up Um, now seeing where that's at and seeing the level of guys that i'm attracting it's, it's cool to see that grow um, And then, you know, the boxing was just like kind of an opportunity you can't say no to. I mean, yeah, I was looking for fights and then they offered Roy Jones Jr. You can't, you can't say no to that. Um, And then, you know, mm-hmm. going out there and having the performance I did, you know, I think it opens up the door to, to that world as well. So, um, and I always knew I could box. And and I think, you know, once I, uh, the next guy I fight, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a younger guy and somebody more more current. Um, Who knows who it is, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, everybody wants to see that. You know, they, they're like, oh, he fought a 54-year-old. It's, it was still Roy Jones Jr., man. And it, you know I'm 1-0 you know, boxer, you know, professional boxer. It's, it's it's crazy. It's a you know, bucket list thing.
0: And and just curious about the boxing. Like, are you open to just fighting just regular boxers or do you want sort of special attraction fights? Like, are you trying to make a career out of the boxing stuff here or just kind of these fun one-offs?
4: I mean, it just depends on who it is. You know, I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't say one-offs, but I think it just depends on who the fighter is. Obviously, my coach would have to agree with it. Um, I trust my coaches, you know, opinions and decisions I, if it were up to me i'd be fighting everybody i fought you know 200 pounds i fought 145 it's, it's you know what, what i've done in my career is pretty uh pretty cool actually it's pretty surreal I, when i think about it but i'm not done yet so it's, it's uh i mean that's if i do box competitively it's at 168 160 pounds um mma is gonna be ultraweight
0: um i don't know if you were able to watch but of of the mma guys who competed in in the boxing matches and gals on saturday which one impressed you the most
4: Vitor uh, Belfort, man, that dude's got some hands, bro. Like he's he's just he's, he's got he's got a, a God-given gift of just fighting, you know. It was his birthday. I mean I saw you know his hands were clean. Jeremy Stevens, too. Jeremy Stevens had, you know, put up a really good fight. Uh they, they both had the the crowd going crazy. So I'd say both of them guys. It was cool to have them guys on the card too. Like some legends in the sport.
0: Yeah, familiar faces, familiar names, but competing in a different sport. I love the idea. Um, and 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 hope that it's successful and that they keep on doing it. Um, Like I said, you've got uh, Rodriguez this weekend. Are you going to be out there? Do you corner him for this fight? Yep.
4: Well, I'm not going to corner him. Serge has uh, been a training partner with him forever, so Serge will be out there in his corner. And then we have uh, Mark, uh, one of our you know wrestlers, another guy that's you know, a killer. And then Duke will be out there. Um, I'm going to go out there. It's my daughter's spring break, so I'll be there about Thursday, Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure yet. We just got to figure out what she wants to do.
0: Okay, this is a big one for him. You, you feeling good? Big
4: one. Big one. Oh, we're feeling great, bro. I mean, Christian's one of those kids that just I've seen him grow up, man. He went to the same high school my little brother would. Like, they kind of had the same, the same blueprint. And they went to Pi's High School. It's like uh, uh, two blocks from Duke's gym. So it's like, you know, a walk away. Um, and he did the same thing, you know, right from high school. Started training, full MMA. Um, and I think, you know, his his striking, you know, his levels above this guy. It's the grappling where he has to you know, be careful with and just the aggression.
0: And as you mentioned, your brother fighting Pitbull at 135 pounds. Crazy times. So he's he's back, hundred percent. He's good to go. He's cleared, no issues. He's healthy.
4: He's healthy, man. Yeah, he took the whole year off. Um, you know, it's obviously a big injury. That that ACL is no joke. I, I I was familiar with it. You know, when I won the belt, I had to get a PCL surgery and I had to take a year off too. So I um, mean, you know, he's coming back right to a test. So it's a uh, a big fight for us. You know, so I think he'll, he'll spend a lot of time here in Milwaukee, but he's gonna come out to Vegas and get some work out there and uh, you one know, and. and, and Make sure we get this fight, get this win for him. This is his legacy right here, man. These are his legacy fights.
0: Yeah, gigantic. I love that fight, but as you said, a tough one to come back to after that layoff. Um, by oh, the way, definitely. I mentioned Benson recently retired. When you see someone that you're 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 so closely linked to retire now, how does that make you feel?
4: Man, I, it's crazy to see even Cowboy, a like Cowboy getting the Hall of Fame and, and yeah. him retired.
0: Cool to see though, man.
4: The guys deserve it, bro. Like we're some pioneers of this sport and uh, you know if, 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 if their time is done they, they i respect it man like for like you gotta be willing to to know when it's done and um you know i know my time will come where i can't say yes to an opportunity and uh you know but why can't i'm riding until the wheels fall off
0: do you want to be in the hall of fame is that important for you
4: ufc hall of fame
0: yeah
4: oh uh, yeah actually it is man yeah I would, I would love to be in the hall of fame man. i mean when i left the ufc we left on uh, you know great terms you know i think dana, dana you know treated me very well the company treated me very well um you know i think uh you know yeah definitely that, that, i wouldn't say it's super important but I, I would be i'd be appreciative you know if i made the hall of fame
0: and you just beat a boxing hall of famer on saturday in your hometown pretty incredible stuff right. man unbelievable yeah, sure. what a life uh congrats on the win anthony thanks for stopping by appreciate it and uh hopefully we get to see you back in there sooner another boxing match an mma fight this year it's a lot of activity. I love it. So well done. Keep it up.
4: Appreciate it, bro. Thanks. All
0: right, there he is, Anthony Showtime Pettis, coming off the big win over Roy Jones Jr. on Saturday. Yes, I can read you the uh, <clears throat> the results. There's a lot going on on Saturday with the uh, <clears throat> the PFL event, the Joshua fight, Gamebred. The final four, WrestleMania, Pettis beat Roy Jones via majority decision. Vitor Belfort beat uh, Jacare Souza via unanimous decision. Jose Aldo beat, excuse me, and uh, Jeremy Stevens fought to a majority draw. Also of note for MMA fans, Gina Mazzani and Pearl Gonzalez, um, they had an amazing fight, and Mazzani won uh, via majority decision. Dean Wen beat Andy Nguyen via... Unanimous decision, Marcus Perez stopped Joe Riggs via third round TKO. So we'll see if they keep this up. Um, I hope that the, the numbers were good. I hope that the buys were good. I hope that the ticket sales were good. All that stuff and more. And by the way, uh, speaking of this weekend, I mentioned uh, Christian Rodriguez. Let's see if I can get this up here. Nope, screwed that up. Wait, wait for it, wait for it. You got this. Of this weekend, of course. Yeah, I got it. I got it. We've got uh, UFC 287 this weekend. A lot going on. By the way, Frank. Uh, how, like, how do we now? I was sweating it. We had the interviews. I was worried to break the fourth wall with you guys. I was worried. All right, like, would the guests feel? Not a, by the way, not a single guest mentioned. Why aren't you in the studio? Did you notice that? I thought someone would be not like, a, "Why aren't you in the studio?" Chill. Not a single one. You can count on these people. I'm shocked. Are you not shocked?
1: I mean, I think they they read the room. They were like, yeah,
0: okay, this is what we're doing. I guess in this day and age, there's like, you know, extenuating circumstances, COVID. Like, people are used to people not being in the same spot, right? Yeah. I
1: also don't know how to say this, but when they're being interviewed, I don't think they're really taking in, like, where you are. They're more concerned about how they look. Yeah. How many people come in here and they're like, oh, I didn't know you had such a great studio, even though you've interviewed them several times. Sure.
0: Honestly, it'd be the first thing that I would uh, have said. Are you oh, are you offended that? that they didn't ask? No, but as you guys know, I was a little bit worried that they would be offended that I'm not oh, in the studio. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, what are you giving us the uh, the on the road edition of the show? I wonder how many this... noticed. I think they didn't notice. Just don't get don't comfortable with it. They didn't
2: say. say anything. We're having we're all sorts of technical
0: issues tomorrow. and everything.
2: We should never do this again. Are there? T- we're, we're making first plans. Of all, don't do you... say, don't joke about that. You move out to LA. I feel like. I'll move back oh down to God. Atlanta. You
0: know, I love problems. L.A. No, no, no. You have to be. What are you talking about? Back to Atlanta. There I has mean, to be an go, element of. If you're going to go to L.A., I'm well, out It's going to be all over the country. Are you kidding I me? Mean, I'll have you know,
1: uh, Joe and I both walked right past your front, desk man. and grabbed some primes
2: in the middle of the show. Well, that's messed up. Oh, that's you know great. What? I've already had two primes today. Uh, there's, there's no, so if you want your primes, you got to come back. isn't here, you know, watching the stash of it up. I should have locked it up. This is crazy. No, so, how do you feel um, about this? I wanted to run this by you. Uh, Frank was running in there. He's like, I'm getting a prime if anyone wants one. I was like, Yeah, if, if you don't mind, grab me one. And he's oh. just like, uh, "He's like, What flavor? I'm like, You know what? Uh, surprise me. And he brings me back a Meta Moon. I just wanted your thoughts on that. Because that's like the lesser one. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. I mean, in my opinion, surprise. Not my favorite flavor. I mean,
0: honestly, the Orange. kids. The kids. You
2: you kids. Yeah, they're the. Yeah, the if kids you, seem to like it. If you water down the Metamoon, I think it's much better. Oh my but god! But I know how I feel about Metamoon.
0: Yeah, felt like yeah. a
2: slime.
0: I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's unbelievable what these guys are doing now with the Dodgers, the KSI with KSI. <laughs> unbelievable, right?
2: It is. What? It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. The guy's just there. I mean, uh, crazy. I'm just laughing. Um, we, had, we had our first glitch of the show. We made it through all the glitch. Through all this, the was the first glitch, yeah. First one, you're Th- kidding. Though, Th- 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 there have been a couple of times where you've been so locked in on the interview that like you're not moving at all. That I thought you froze, and then you oh. would blink, and I'd be like, Oh no, he didn't freeze, we're good. You're like a robot, this is
0: so crazy. I-, I can't believe, by the way, what
2: did I say about backing up from the mic? Take it with you.
0: Oh, take it with me, <laughs> right? Can I just chill yeah. like this? Yeah, man? I
1: mean, you're done interviewing. My headroom's
0: not great, but yeah <laughs> no headroom's not great the, the also the um like the the window i see a little bit of a glare on the you know on the glasses um i want to give a shout out to andy on the team i want to give a shout out to joe shout out to frank shout out to alex shout out to connor shout out to new york rick i mean i pretty much feel like i just shouted out everyone miles but matt it's miles matt of course the, the door can I attendance, forget? Yeah. It's pretty amazing to do something like this and and have it be so seamless. This was always my big fear, right? There was a time, by the way, um, July of 2017, I'm in Vegas on a Saturday night. Amanda Nunez was supposed to fight against Valentina Shevchenko and ended up being Robert Whitaker against the Yoel Romero main event, International Fight Week, and come back to LA Monday night for the Tuesday World Tour start. Um, for conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather and so i was in vegas flew home to new york sunday did the show in the studio monday turned around went back to the west coast and was there monday night for the world tour of course the next day at the jw marriott which is like a minute block from where i am right now uh i was told that i'm off the uh the world tour
1: i don't have the heart to tell them that we're not live like that's on you
0: what oh (laughs) Are we not live, No, we are? Are you fucking
2: I, Frank? I'm not kidding. I he kind of got me too. Like what I don't the know what my face just looks like when he said that, but I was like, um, "Why would you do that?" I was wow.
0: about to fucking take this computer and throw it out the window. Why would you do that right now? <laughs> She's just so wound up. I, I need you to relax, Frank. Also, what happened to the graph? I saw there weren't graphics anymore on the screen. What happened to that? Why did they go away?
3: Because I was taking the shot. And I can't have the graphic on the screen. I don't hear because anything. Because it'll cover Rick. Yeah.
0: Here I am. I'm legitimately in the midst of giving you all props for doing this so well. And I don't see... Gra- I'm like, are, am I off? I'm Who am I talking to here? Anyway, I flew back home to do the show. I'm never doing that again. I just want to let you know.
2: All right? That's good. The second house out in LA. That'll be nice. that would be great. Where should I go? Manhattan Beach? I hear that's nice. That's Venice? great. Keep it, keep it up with the New York theme. Go
0: Manhattan Beach. Oh, I love it. I love it. But, but let me just tell you something. It's been freezing out here. Freezing, raining, overcast. I haven't really been able to enjoy. They've been working me so hard doing all the wrestling stuff. I don't know if you know this. Got an exclusive sit down with Roman Reigns. Got an exclusive sit down with Logan Paul. Got an exclusive sit down with Cody Rhodes. Shout out um, H B K. Sami Zayn. Gunther. A lot. I mean, we may turn up at Raw tonight. It's right. Wow. It's at. It's wow. at Staples. It's right here. I might turn up. I might be like, I need some answers. What's going on? WWE, UFC. What's happening?
2: I need answers. You know, I might turn up. I'll be watching. Yeah, I watched yeah, the to sit down. It was fantastic. You liked it. I oh, feel yeah. like that's your guy. I mean, how can he not be? Your guy too. Lock of the century. You put everything on the on the table. Put all the chips in the middle, and and I mean, it paid off. There was a minute during the match, and you, know, you know, maybe not everybody watched it. He disappeared for a while, and I was getting worried, and then comes out of nowhere yeah. off the top rope, literally came in off the top rope, saves the no, day. No, he was just finish. chilling. Oh. He was just chilling. He was just chilling.
0: It was all good. He just needed to rest. You know what's crazy about um, this news? Because I'm still like kind of thinking about it as the day's going on. It's a lot to digest. But one part, a lot to digest, and and, and for us, it's great, because it's, it's very much an MMA story, right? It's UFC. It's all this. You know what's so crazy about this? Didn't even mention the fact that the top of the show, that's how fresh this is, and you know, me a couple, a little bit sleep deprived, no problem. Just kind of slept for three hours last night. No big deal. Vince McMahon and the McMahon family, like, aren't the owners of of W? Is that accurate? Like, that's kind of yeah. crazy, right? That it I went. Mean, from how being how this, long did they did they have it for? Oh my god! I mean, his dad owned it. I think definitely seventies, possible sixties, and then of course. He takes it over in the 80s. It goes from the WWWF to the WWF. And then in the early 2000s, they change it to WWE. But he took it over in the uh, early 80s. And uh, here we are, WrestleMania 39. WrestleMania 1 was his big gamble, March 31st, 1985. Who could forget? Mr. T and Hulk Hogan against uh, Mr. Wonderful. Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper. Put all his money on that event. If it failed, he was gonna be out of business. Thirty nine years later, he sells the company for whatever they sold it for. Uh nine billion what was it? Nine billion, something like that. I don't know. I don't even understand how all of this works. Yeah, no. It's not C N B C. Um
3: <laughs> What is this? The money channel? I, I, just,
0: I don't understand. Am I am I Jim Kramer wow. here? I do think this reference. is like that, that can we just, better. Can we just talk fights? I mean, it's a lot. Um, Has anything happened since I've been, you know, I've been doing the show? Has anything happened? No. Is there any news? Anyone saying anything?
3: I mean, I'm just waiting on the announcement of you back, you know, in that position that we fabricated for you. he's back. Once that comes, then everything will start rolling. I mean, (laughs) to your point about the McMahons, like, it's definitely interesting and it definitely feels like, a bit of a new era, but because they're so still so tied, because the existing sure. regime is transferring over, it's it feels similar to like, does the UFC feel much like it? Was it as crazy to think like, oh, the Fertitas are no longer involved um, with the UFC or own the UFC? Dana White doesn't own the UFC now; somebody else owns the UFC. Yeah, um, but Dana's still there, and the, and Mc, Vince McMahon is still there. So I think the separation is is it, it doesn't cut off. There's not a clean severance, so um, I don't think it will feel very weird. You know, like it, it seems like business will continue in a certain way. Do you
0: think Dana sticks around?
3: I mean, this is a very interesting question because <laughs> Vince McMahon, for all intents and purposes, based on the on the on the the titles and the status that they've laid out. Vince McMahon is now there – are, there are now many levels above Dana – there are layers above Dana White in a tree that is a combined UFC and WWE entity, whereas previously Dana was the head, the head honcho at the UFC and reported into Endeavor, right? But now there's going to be this joint company that is WWE and, and UFC where Vince McMahon is above him in the hierarchy, right? Because he will he will be on the level of Nick Khan. He will be the president of the the organization um, that falls underneath. So I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of like palace intrigue and political things that still have to play out, and we'll see. But the the picture becomes more muddy now, in my opinion. Like right. it, there's there's things that that need to be that need to be solved and and play out here. Um, how much do people want to influence? Um, so yeah, fascinating.
0: By the way, I know you're a big boxing guy. Uh, your thoughts on Eddie Hearn?
3: Uh, as just like as a promoter? Yes, or- just
0: in general. Your thoughts on his tan? He looked fantastic. No, just uh, anything stood out about what he said. Whether it's the uh, <laughs> um what?
3: the the thing that stood out the most, like a sore thumb, was yeah. Eddie Hearn talking about uh what might be next for Endeavor in terms of boxing. That felt like yeah. it came out of nowhere. That felt like it kind of yeah. like he he just dropped that in there. Um, that was interesting to me because that stood out like, wow, I, I didn't expect him to go in that direction. Um, yeah. I everything else really is just Hearn being Hearn. He's just – the the man is incredible at, at this profession. The man is very it's good great at promotion. Chat. The very end of the interview. Listen, I know this is an MMA show. You MMA fans are used to the stacked uh, card. This boxing yeah, card, yeah, yeah. pay attention. It's stacked in this way. He just, he just knows how to do this gig. He just knows how to do this gig. I'm, I'm always constantly impressed by Eddie Hearn.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit uh, of a fanboy. Interesting fan stuff from Michael Chiesa. Yeah, interesting stuff from Chiesa. And um, uh, we got word. I have, I have way too many tabs open. This is a big problem for me right now. I got word that uh, via MMA Fighting here regarding Li Jingliang's uh, injury. Uh, Ak Lee wrote this uh, article. That he is officially out of UFC 287, um, but had a pretty scary injury. Uh, he took to social media this past weekend to discuss the spine injury that forced him to withdraw from his bout against Michael Chiesa. And uh, he posted an x ray of it, which is pretty, me- like you can see the indentation. Poor leech. Yeah. And so we got confirmation that Chiesa is, is off. Uh, he gave his side of the Kevin Lee story. And uh, I like that Gunnar Nelson fight for him. Very interesting stuff. I'm curious to see how the Gamebred card does. And I'm curious to see what they do with Kayla Harrison. What about the difference between Kayla Harrison today and the Kayla Harrison who we spoke to back in November? Just, uh, it's like Night she had death. a spiritual awakening. I think she might have even used that term. Um,
2: yeah, crazy. Did Frank uh, jump on the comms and, and say anything to her? No, but we, we, we did talk about you know his last experience with her. Brought up some bad yeah. demons for him. Uh, She's gonna win.
0: Oh, I
3: forgot. Honestly, I forgot all about that. Wow. Yeah, damn, Frankie. That's where this whole thing
0: started. He Um, got into look. You know what?
3: She got into a bad spot, thinking it was all over after she lost. Now she's in a great spot. Frankie fell into a depression. He he quit the Parley Pals. Now look at us. We're rolling. I mean, this great point. It's it coincides. We're we're all on the up and up now. It's 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 all moving in the right direction.
0: Couldn't agree more. And speaking, so. I'm reading all this.
3: What are we talking about?
0: Yeah, what are we reading? Well, the problem is I'm reading all this stuff here, and please support them because they support us. That's a problem. Um, what? Um,
3: yeah, I think we're all confused on what you're talking about. Yeah. at the moment.
0: Okay, so I'll. T- I'll b- can I break the fourth wall please. for please? Yeah, 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 doing the show. We're here in LA, sticking around till Tuesday, um, because I'm catching Tuesday. lightning. What?
3: choo choo tuesday.
0: Yeah, choo choo tuesday that catching lightning documentary series that's coming out on Showtime about Lee Murray oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, yeah. That looks um, awesome. I'm hosting a Q&A for the premiere here in LA mm-hmm. and um so I'm staying till Tuesday. Well, I'm staying till Wednesday and then I'm flying home Wednesday to go to Montreal because it's Passover. And so to let you all know, usually I take off for Passover But, you know, here I am, mensch of all mensches, not with my family. No show on Wednesday because that's the first night of Passover. So I don't want to hear any belly aching out of any of you. But usually I'm off, you know, during the Passover break doing the show on Monday from Montreal, same setup, because we'll be coming on after 287. Don't mention it, okay? (laughs) Don't bother to mention it. We do it out of love. But that being said, as of right this second, right now, my family is driving home to Montreal home. Uh, and in the midst of that ad read, my wife told me that she got pulled over, and uh, and so I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this information? You know, like the kids are in the car. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, so I'm reading that. I'm seeing. I'm asking her, do you have the registration? Do you-? It's just a lot to process. You know what I mean? Um, so, so that's what happened. That's oh, me. I guess. So it nice
3: sounds puns. like you're you're annoyed that your wife is telling you that a very significant life event happened. Um and you're trying to I'm not
0: annoyed at all. I I got distracted.
2: Yeah, I no, got we distracted. Noticed, we noticed. We were wondering what happened. What's cool I mean it's just all is that yes.
3: the ad still got red. and that's what's important. Yeah, it did get Oh, that's it what's
2: important. important here, Frank.
3: <laughs> the important things, as as Frank knows. Yeah. But uh yeah. Okay, so when you say I'm reading all of this, what you mean is I'm reading all of these texts about my wife being pulled yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. there's now 20 we're, unanswered texts.
0: Like, what am I supposed to do? Do you want me to call the Highway Patrol? Like, what am I supposed to do? To Excuse all right? me, sir. I do have one. Yeah, I think they're okay. I hope they're okay. I have that card, by the way. Uh, PBA card. You know card. that card, right? PBA card. What?
3: PBA card. What
0: is it? Yeah, I got <laughs> that card. You know this card? CC, you know this card? No, no,
3: I've no. heard a talk about a the card. Car.
0: <laughs> okay, so one day I'm driving around town and uh, I guess I missed something. I did a left turn, stop. I don't know. Guy pulls me over. And then you know what he says? What, what, what? What does he say? He Just says laughing he's laughing about the details a- said- of this. I was
3: doing I, something. I took a left and turn. Like yeah.
0: He says he's a fan. Oh my and God. And then he says, he gives me this card. If you ever need, you know. Wait, so drop this card. This is a real thing. Yes. You, you, yes, you, it's a real you, thing. What, it's like I'm a friend of the family. Officer? You're above the law now. Yes. yes. What in New so Jersey? Listen, say, I, say, I don't want to tell you where it is, okay? What was yeah. his badge I feel like number you shouldn't
2: even be telling this, this anyhow.
0: So 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 I get the card, I get the card. What was his badge number? Jeez Louise. But so I, I get the card and I'm like, <laughs> holy crap. Now I'm not one who usually gets in trouble, but you know, it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket, right? I don't know how many times I've been pulled over, probably three in my life. I get pulled over six days later. What are the chances? Illegal left turn. That one I remember. <laughs> this is the best part. It. This is the best part. No, because like I guess yes. in the back of my mind, I let my guard down. Yeah. Pulls down the. This guy is not a fan. Uh, window goes down. Uh, license and registration. So what I was told was you give the license, you give <laughs> yeah. the registration, yeah, you yeah, give yeah. the insurance, and you just kind of slide that other yep. card in. <laughs> no, no reference. It's like a little sandwich. Okay, no reference of it, just slide it in. He looks at it and he goes, what is this? And annoyed. Uh, He's annoyed. He's like insulted that I did this move. And I was like, oh, uh, I just got this card. I was told you slide it in. He's like, who gave you this card? I don't know the guy's name. (laughs) I was like, all right. So to his credit, comes back after a long deliberation and doesn't give me a ticket. But... Not to his credit, keeps my damn card.
2: <laughs> you look at one, it was just a one off.
0: But yeah, I, I mean, just a it one-off. worked. So it my, worked. my, you didn't my get wife's laughing it. at me like, oh, you're there bragging that you got this card. Immediately fast lose forward, immediately lose it. Six days later, fast forward five years and just a few months ago, I'm walking around town. The cop that gave me the card says hello to me <laughs> and says, hey, did someone take your card? Because after I gave it to you, someone then gave it back to me. I was like, "Yes, this guy." What gives did you do? to kidding me. You, this <laughs> game, you currently have it. Oh, wow. I got it back. Show I us the card.
3: Yeah, but they usually here's here's your issue. They usually have years no, no, on them, so you might be out of date.
2: Wait, what what is the card even? like? No. what does it say?
3: Show us the card. I just and got what the card.
2: P- what does PBA I stand can't do
0: for? This.
3: I can't do any of that. Uh, hey, Eric knows; he knows it, more about yeah. this than I do. It's it's. Oh yeah, you're on the inside. Eric. Police benevolent association. Wow. This is, this is a card that by state police officers order to, order to give to friends and family. Wow. As like a hey, maybe maybe let my friend. Do you have one? You know, wow. I've not only do I have one, I've got the like gold plated. Wow. Family oh, of a cop. Know You know. The one I that don't know, they don't take away. It must the one get that you lonely keep in the, at the pocket top. For, <laughs> yeah. for life. It must.
0: It's uh, an incredible thing. I tell you what. It's an incredible thing. So to be clear, we don't By have anyway. a
1: show on Wednesday. No, we that don't That was so Frank Frank. And away. you know
0: I've repeated this I know. This is this joke is really um. Yeah, oh wait, it's, it's let me see stale. there's an update on the situation. Oh, I don't great, think it's for good. this card. He doesn't need that. Um Uh it's just a mess of a situation. You think I should ask them to call me in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Ariel Helwani here of uh
3: have you ever heard the of KSI or, or Logan Paul? Have you, <laughs> uh, it works with the kids. How, how many cases of Prime
2: is this going to take <laughs> to get my wife out of this? Yeah,
3: negotiating Prime delivery on the phone.
0: Are you a fan of Meta Moon? <laughs> um, because we got a lot of those. No, then she's going to get two tickets. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, right let's man recap man. the weekend. What do you got,
2: GC? Uh, well, I mean, we got to start Parlay Pals. Another hey, dub. Hey, He's I not mean, in the studio. He didn't he didn't talk about it. Like we took some big risks and it paid <laughs> off. Uh, Thirteen and eighteen. Now we're one went away and we're back in the green, boys. We're now,
3: we're fighting hard. Now to be fair, we didn't take any big risks, but they all cashed pretty easy. There was no, there was none that we sweat out. No, yeah, know? like it like was, jokingly,
2: it we obviously took massive favorites, but I mean. It, Eddie Hearn said it. Anthony Joshua won decisively. Lucas Brennan and Brendan Lognane both won by finish. Movled won all three rounds. So, yeah, I mean, one of our easier ones. Nice to see it for a minus 160 on a four-legger. So uh, that was good. The weekend itself, another another losing weekend. I went to bed. I was like, yes, winning week. This is fantastic. We're starting to get back in the green. Because I assumed Cody Rhodes was going to win. I had a bet mm. down on Cody Rhodes and I was like, "Oh, kick my feet up winning weekend." He did not win. And therefore I lost. Uh so both Georgia boys, both uh GC's as they say, you know, Georgia Cody, Georgia Connor, both losers this weekend. Uh one day we'll write the ship. One day uh I, Felt for him. I think I think I think I'm on on a five-week losing skid right now. Uh how do we turn it around? Uh this weekend, UFC 287. That's that's how we turn it around. That's right. We want to do our we want to do our parlor oh, or do we want to do I uh, no.
0: Well, I thought you were going to do like you do the whole
2: spiel, no? We're going I can to do my uh, whole aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I can do my whole spiel. Yeah, do the whole thing and then we do the picks on the back end. <laughs> my <laughs> picks. And then the tiles no. picks? I don't have anything. No,
0: else. don't you recap the big hitters all no, that no, shit? No, don't no big hitters. Don't we have a we rehearsal? No, there's no, there's no we time. talk about the no big hitters this week. <laughs> I've already I, I I think I asked four times if you're going to do the recap and then we're going to do but after the ad you were like whoosh. That was it. You okay. need more time to test. Why, well, why is there no Why is there no big hitter?
2: Uh, you know, no, no UFC. I I oh, normally get a you. I normally get a giant influx of tickets, so I'm like, you know what, let's do the big hitters. Uh, didn't get that this week. Didn't really get anything. Okay, but,
0: all right. Listen, told me that. there was no
2: DraftKings League, no Verdict League. Not as much to recap.
0: Felt like everyone was taking the weekend off except for me. No, yeah. it sounded yeah, like yeah, you,
1: know. you took the weekend off and we followed suit.
0: Uh, Yeah, weekend off. Um, All right, let's make our picks. How about that? Let's do it. Okay, UFC 287.
2: PFL, you can do PFL2, right? Yeah, PFL2 for sure. Now, Were you saying you can do PFL2-TOO or PFL2-TW? I
0: was (laughs) doing both. I was actually doing both. How about that? Nice, nice, nice. Um, All right, so let's go. Let's Let's do the randomizer. Let's randomize it. Wait, am I first, or is it starting no, off? It no, it hasn't randomized yet. No, it hasn't done its thing. Sorry, it took a, it took a minute to
3: warm up there. You get to crank it. <laughs> 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 wow, you know what? Ariel is first. Ah, I got to say, crazy. I used to be like first every time. Yeah. Now I'm last every time. I think we time.
2: all go through these, these valleys. There was one point where I was like, I think I've picked last like yeah. 19 times in
3: a row. I've taken that from you. I've inherited yeah, yeah, the yeah. last.
2: Uh, either way, Ariel, you are first. I will go second. Frank, third. Rick, pulling it up, up the caboose oh my um, I really like the line
0: it's on always this good Joaquin when we Buckley go Ariel first because he's always so yes.
3: prepared and always has it like yeah. right on the top we got <laughs> oh boy this well,
2: I just heard someone I, it sounds like you like someone
0: yeah the I like the line of this Joaquin Buckley Michael Kiesel fight
2: <laughs> how did we not even ask about that
0: I don't know. It's just we were locked in. You know, he was giving us good stuff. Well, he was um, also like
2: talking about
3: real fights. Yes, that is which true. Is, yes, yes, true. Yes, yes. I just
2: can't believe we have a lineup for that, and it's I not know. happening at all. I'm an April Fool's joke. I thought it would look good against Ponzinibbio.
0: I am gonna go with. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this Larissa Pacheco line, and I don't. Julia Budd is tough. You know. Yeah, she is tough. not sure if i love it if i'm being honest uh i'm gonna go with uh how about this one for all of you mr Biagio ali walsh yeah okay
2: nice shout out shout out the grandson of one uh yes muhammad ali that's my pick money line
0: he's a minus 600 or so against isaiah figueroa yeah I'm wow. actually on Figueroa Street right now, so it felt that apricot- Oh, wow. That's, wow. That's, I mean, yeah, that's
2: beautiful. It's it's beautiful. Me uh, I'm going to head <laughs> to the alternate total rounds page. One of my favorite pages on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm going to take the alt line in the Kelvin Gastelum-Chris Curtis fight. I'm going to go with over one and a half. Minus 400. Mm. Over one and a half. Uh, Kelvin, obviously, never knocked out. Chris Curtis, incredibly tough, durable guy. Uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. But I think it's going to go on the longer side.
0: All right, who's up next? Frankie.
2: So, there's been some rumblings that the, uh, the
1: card this weekend for 287 is kind of like a dog's card. So I thought I would pick. No, I'm not going to pick a, a dog, but I am going to go with. Uh, are these, where are these rumblings coming from? From the control room, on the other side. Okay. Of the control room. <laughs> big conversation. The the thing was that you can make a, a play for most of the underdogs this time and not
2: be too surprised. But
1: I'm going with Kevin Holland. Oh. That's Spicy. a
2: fun one.
1: Minus 250. Santiago
0: Nibio. Nice. Don't Every time I think it, of man. Santiago Nibio, I think, Sampon the replay, Sampon replay. You know that song? <laughs> yes.
3: I do know that song.
0: Um, all right. That's a big one. Big Big fight for Kevin. Trying to get back on track, right?
3: Yes. I mean, yes, but Kevin's the type oh, of guy like. Tough. No, but oh, what yeah, I mean is like tough. Kevin's been on slides before. Like he's just the action guy. He's the he, you right. get one win under your belt and then it's right back to where he was. Joe, you did know? you have something he to say get about too this? Hurt.
2: The hand concerns me a little bit, you know. Yeah, Holland, the injury uh, back in December, but it's fair. Uh, what did Joe want to say? Yeah. yeah,
0: Joe,
1: why don't you um. He just shook his head no at me when I picked Kevin he didn't like. He
0: didn't like the pick? Nah. All right, fine.
3: I think Joe wants to make it a five person. Is that, that Maybe. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's champing at the bit. What could go wrong there? Um, okay, he's my turn.
0: Cha- he, he's not chomping at the bit. He's champing at the Cham- bit. I said Thank champ. You. Go ahead. Thank
3: you for acknowledging. Acknowledge yeah. me. Um, I'm going to go back to PFL2. Yeah. I was thinking mm-hmm. about... I was really thinking about Larissa Pacheco. I've put oh, her wow. in Parlay Pals before. But who I am gonna go with is Aspen Lad. Let's lock that in. Wow.
2: You know, uh, Aspen lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Aspen. I, I thought we were gonna get a Pacheco pick. That's why I didn't take it. No.
3: I I Please. really like her, but I do feel like Julia Budd is is a level of competition that's up there, you know? Um so
2: On this I'm, Monday I'm at sure. these current lines. That gets us to plus one fifty two. Nice. I like it. I like that, that UFC two eighty seven. That feels really. It good. It does. Uh, I I like where we're at there. I
0: like that. I feel good about that.
2: Sure. 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 Yeah. No, sure,
0: no sure. one went with uh, Masvidal or Burns. Right. Well, well Masvidal no would win yeah, win. be a hell of a yeah. That'd be a, a hell a ballsy of a pick. pick there. No one went with Izzy or Pereira.
2: Nah, very two
3: very close it's fights. Tough. I mean, let's see I'm what Tyson Connor cooks up for us. Yeah, Titan of
0: uh, GC went with
2: them. Did you go with them? I do have some picks on those fights, and uh, I guess we can find out now what they are. Let's go. Let's start, though, on the prelims. Steve Garcia, Shiley Ann Beck. I'm going to go with the under 2.5 in this one uh steve garcia man i mean you know you're gonna get a brawl when this guy comes in here six of his last seven have ended in the first or second round he brings the pressure he's constantly moving forward he has finishing capabilities he's been finished same thing with shiley ann yes three of his four fights in the ufc have gone to a decision but prior to that i mean he's got 29 wins by finish 29 of his 39 wins have come by finish uh i think garcia is going to come in here push the pressure and someone is going to end up getting finished. Obviously the way it loses if Norton Becker falls back on the on the wrestling and just kinda lays in praise and and Steve Garcia isn't able to get off, but uh, I think he he does and and someone gets finished in this one. Next up. Frank mentioned it man. Dog card. This is this is a tricky card to navigate. I'm gonna start with my first one right here. Cynthia Calvio. I'm gonna play her at plus two forty. Uh how does she win this one if Loopy can't consistently wrestle throughout this fight. I mean after the Angela Hill fight, uh, there's no telling if she's going to be able to, or if she's even going to go that route. I mean, if she stands and, and tries the box with Cynthia Calvillo, I think it's going to be a very close, contested fight. Especially if Calvillo's using the pressure. She's moving down to 115 uh, for the first time in I believe four years. I think she, you know, might have the size advantage in this one. Or if Calvillo wrestlers herself. At the end of the day, I think this is going to be a very close fight. I mean, unless unless Loopy. Does what she did against uh, Carnalosi and just ragdolls her for 15 minutes. I don't see that happening. Um, I think it's going to be very close in mid-level women's MMA, plus 240. Uh, I'm willing to take a small shot on Calvio getting it done. Next up, another dog. It's Gerald Mearshart. I'm not fully sold. I know everyone needs to be Joe Pfeiffer. I'm not fully sold on being Joe Pfeiffer just yet. He's looked great against lower level of competition. He did a grappling match against Eric Anders. He he, was, he looked great there as well. Uh, but he's going up against a dangerous vet, man. I mean, Mearshard is is live for a finish at any moment, obviously mostly by sub. But he does have uh, knockout capabilities. He looked fantastic against Bruno Silva, especially on the feet. Ends up getting that submission late. Um, sure, Joe Pfeiffer could come in here and starch him, and I'm going to look dumb with egg on my face. Uh, but... With this step-up in competition that he's getting against Gerald Mearshart, the massive experience gap that that Mearshart has over him, um, I'm going to lean with uh, with the veteran being able to get it done here, plus the danger that Gerald Mearshart presents. He's never out of a fight until the fight is over. Um, so I'll take the vet at dog money in this one. Next up, speaking of experience, both these guys have that. Kelvin Gastelum much more in the UFC, though. Still only 31 with, I believe, 20 UFC fights, which is which is just crazy. He's coming in, obviously, on a skid, lost five of his last six. Um, but in this matchup, I think he's going to be able to use the volume. I think he's going to be able to stay upright, which is something that a lot of Chris Curtis's opponents have had issues with. He's got that knockout power, but Kelvin Gastelum is hard to put out. Just because you haven't been knocked out doesn't mean you can't be knocked out, but um, but I mean, he is tough. He is tough as nails. I don't, I don't see him getting finished here. Uh, I see this being a super close fight. Uh, this, this line has has had weird movement. When I took it, Gaslam was was at plus money. Now he's at at slight minus money. Um, but I think over the course of the three rounds, he's going to be able to get the volume off. He's going to stay up. He's going to use the pressure, and he's going to be able to uh, outpoint Chris Curtis over the course of the three rounds. Another dog onto the main card, Rob Font. I'm taking him. This is a big step up in competition for Adrian Yanez and how does Rob Font win this fight? We've seen Yanez start slow. We saw it against Randy Costa, it took him a little bit to get out of the blocks against Davy Grant in a super close fight. Who doesn't start slow? Rob Font. I mean, the, this dude puts out volume. He weaponizes his volume and, you know, the thing that has got him in the last few fights despite super out-voluming his opponents. He has been chinned. He has been knocked down five times in his last two fights. Obviously, that's a a worry here against Adrian Yanez, but you've got to learn from your mistakes. I still believe in Rob Font being a top-ten fighter in the bantamweight division, and there is a real path to victory here by avoiding the power shot of Yanez, staying on your feet. And a lot of people are saying that he's been chinning lately. I know he's been knocked down five times in his last two fights, but he's never been knocked out in his entire career, so you really do have to put him out. But the path to victory for him, Start fast, stay fast the entire way, outland him, which would not shock me at all, over the course of the three three rounds, outpoint him, and get it done. So I like, again, another veteran uh, at at dog odds. Next up, we talked about at the co event, we talked about the dogs. Michael Chiesa said it best. I mean, uh, Jorge Masvidal beating Gilbert Burns is probably unlikely. But we're in the 305. I think oh. there. I think there's a slight chance. I really do. Me and Rick were talking about it beforehand. Obviously, Gilbert Burns, incredibly game, incredibly tough opponent. BJJ. If this goes to the mat, there there's a very real world where he just walks through him, or he just lays on him for for 15 minutes and just does damage from top the entire time, or or he finds a sub. Though, I do think you know a lot of people are saying he's just going to get choked out. 27 fights across strike force and UFC, he's never been subbed. Like, he's not just a fish out of water on ground. Yes, it's kind of looked that way with his last three fights being against Usman twice and Covington once, but those are fantastic re- wrestlers. Gilbert Burns really isn't that. Once it gets to the ground, he is incredible. Uh, but getting it to the ground, Jorge Masvidal has a decent takedown defense, and if it stays standing, I, I think Masvidal is completely live in this fight, uh, and I really think there's a world where that happens. Um, and at plus 380, that's, that's giving me a 20% chance to win. If this stays standing, I, I think it's much larger than that. I mean, we, we saw him catch Colby Covington. His last five wins are by knockout. Um, I really do think he could find some success in this. Does it worry me? He's talking on, uh, on Countdown about if he doesn't win, he's probably going to retire. That is a bit concerning, but in the 305, I think he's going to put on a show. He, he's very tough to finish. He's durable, um, and I think he's going to be able to find maybe some some success. And I think his most likely path to victory on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, Jorge Masvidal KO. These are all sprinkles, small bets. I'm not unloading the bankroll on this. Masvidal by KO, plus 700. His, I mentioned it. His last five wins are by knockout. I think that's a world we've seen. Gilbert get caught, knocked out by Usman. Knocked down by, by Shemaev. I, I think it's a possibility. Not the most likely one, uh, but at these odds, I'm willing to lay a sprinkle. And then last but not least, the main event. I can't fall into the trap again. I, I can't do it again. You you talked about it with Kieza, The champ that gets the immediate rematch, especially after getting knocked out, not finding success, not being able to get the belt back. I mean, the statistics just speak against it. And once again, we're seeing the former champ as the favorite. I Izzy's my guy. Couldn't lay it with him. What I did do, same bet I took last time, under four and a half. I think Izzy's just got to do something different. I mean, he's 0 3 in his combat career against Alex Pereira. Obviously, what he's doing is not working. Even when he does find the success, he ends up getting knocked out. I think he needs to either be more aggressive, work in more grappling. Um, And I think he's going to do that. I I think he knows how much is on the line here. I think he knows he has to to unload the clip. I think he's going to be more aggressive. And on the Pereira side, I think there's a chance he's more aggressive as well. I mean, he saw the success that he found in round five. When he gets Izzy, his back up against the cage and, and he can tee off. I mean, he obviously finds a ton of success there. Pereira, I mean, it's clear always live for the knockout whenever that that left hook can land uh he can finish someone but i also think there is a world where adesanya is able to get prayer out of there we saw him wobble at the end of the first round i think he knows he has to be an aggressor in this fight and i think it's going to present chaos and i think the under four and a half especially at these odds uh is a decent bet am
0: i crazy or does it feel like this fight just
2: kind of appeared it's here it's crazy
3: yeah.
0: I can't believe we're here, right? The
3: schedule's been very aggressive lately. So, yeah, you kind of can't catch your breath. They're popping up quick.
0: It's just like, no, but the fight happened in November. It's a really quick turnaround. And I feel like that's not being talked enough, talked about enough for Izzy. Like, come back from the knockout five it's months has, later. Man.
3: I don't think the time will be a big factor, if I'm being honest. So, to the point Kiesa made earlier, and I absolutely agree with, Alex and Izzy are the type of guys at, at the level of kickboxing that they were at, that they, they could fight in a month. They could fight three weeks later. There's, I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about that. I'm more concerned about the mental hurdles Israel has to overcome now being down three across combat three? sports. that's Mental that's, hurdle
0: of, of getting stopped?
3: Well, you said it wasn't a, a fair stoppage anyway, so maybe he agrees with you. Well,
0: I mean, no, but he, he didn't even agree with me.
3: Nobody I'm the I'm the only me, one who says way. it wasn't a fair style. Yeah, is there yeah, anyone who's actually agreed with me on this take? I've seen it. I've seen it, but uh. those people are wrong. Um, personally, my take on it is I don't I don't think that will come into play. I really don't. I think Israel is very mentally strong uh, when it comes to the fight game. I'm I'm not concerned about that creeping into his head as much as I'm concerned about the idea that like Alex might just be a bad matchup for him. That is the reality of the situation. When you've when you fought the guy three times and he's won three times, clearly that means that there's something that is difficult about him to figure out because Izzy tends to make every other fight look pretty easy. Um, so that's my more of my concern is like, is Alex Pereira just a very bad matchup for Israel Adesanya? I don't think the mental part of it, I don't think the turnaround will come into play. But there's a real world where Alex is just that guy, and now it's uh, 4-0 in his favor.
2: I mean, Alex said it in the the countdown. He talks about a guy that he lost to in kickboxing multiple times, and he just couldn't get over that hurdle. It was just a terrible matchup for him. And he said even if he fought him today, he thinks he would lose again, and he thinks that he is just that guy for Izzy. I
0: can't wait. It's it's very intriguing It's going to be
2: crazy. Yes, it's a fantastic story. I, I can't wait for it. And I love that they're
0: in Miami again. Great yes. city. Oh, yeah. They deserve it. Masvidal fighting there. Font Yanez, all in Ponzanibio. Raul Rojas. Raul Rojas Jr. against Christian Rodriguez on the pay per view card. Chris Curtis against Kelvin Gaslam. That one is kind of snuck up. Uh, Michelle is that, Watterson is against. Is that your wife on FaceTime? Or <laughs> Are is they... that a siren outside <laughs> yes. the. Uh, Too soon, bro. Too soon, soon, bro. Um, uh, I mean, I'm just I'm dealing like it's a lot to handle. Wait, wait, are they okay? What's the update? Yeah, everyone's okay. But usually, I'm the driver, and so they're pulled over, and the guy said his paper ran out in the printer, so they got to get another car to come, another police officer to come in. Like I think about my. My poor kids, you know, they're like, yeah. they're probably terrified right now. Daddy's not there. Okay, I didn't have know, this context, so sorry about that. Uh, it just felt like a little bit of a low blow, if I'm being honest. What? No. I mean, WWE and UFC are, t- I mean, it's a lot, you know. It felt like a couple days ago, a lot coming up, Helwani. <laughs> oh, you're still Nothing's coming up Helwani. <laughs> I think
3: this will be good for you, is my main prediction. I think this will turn in your favor
0: or indifferent. No,
3: you know? I think it will be positive. The funniest That's thing is take. people acting like I
0: work for WWE. Like, oh, you're fucked. You're going to get banned now. Like, what are you talking about?
3: It's just okay, because it's, you're the preeminent yeah, wrestling yeah. journalist out there. They're getting confused. I know. You know.
0: I know. Anyway, I got Eddie on my side. Yeah. it's all that matters. Eddie open for business. Talking about investments hey. and whatnot.
3: Hey. <laughs> Could do worse. Could um, do a lot worse than going into business with that man. That compliment. Yeah, and he gave some you other names.
1: Was
2: Most compliment, it was like, a big you know, when
0: you're
3: there, the show feels bigger. Oh, it's a big deal. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was gonna say, Eddie, you know yourself. I mean, you saw it firsthand. <laughs> what?
2: When did you the know yourself firsthand? thing start up?
0: It was and a after thing. The uh, thing yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people coming up to me at WWE. Like, what is with the, the sirens? Of? Should we be
3: concerned? I mean, I don't know. Did you pay your parking I mean, guys, meter? By or no, wait, hold on a second. This yeah. this sparked something. I saw a shirt in the, the WWE broadcast of Shoosh. But, yeah. like, wrapped around. So, first yeah. of all, oh, did you just wrapped? steal this? No. No, it was, like, no, long. Shoosh. They, like, exaggerated it. Well, he
2: stole it from me no, no. because I said it on the show originally. Shoosh or sheesh?
3: Shush. No, no. He's saying the idea of wrapping it around. Connor definitely came up with that. He, he thought of that while we were oh, live on I do
0: don't, Oh, I don't remember this. I don't yeah, know you if you don't remember that. Shoosh is Chad Gable. Uh, he, he says, shoosh, but I say sheesh. Totally different. Oh, I'm it's wondering if you, like took, if you took that.
3: Yikes! No, 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 Yikes.
0: no, no, no. By the way, did you guys see my darts video? I uh, challenged yeah, was the whole. A, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. You were just out very, there in the middle.
3: It was very interestingly edited. You know, it didn't show a lot of uh, of the darts action there. And were you just playing by yourself, can I,
1: or?
0: Can I break down the fourth wall for you guys? Please. Why mean, do you always ask? Just yeah, no just let's, let's hear the walls. Down. Okay. Okay, so we do this thing. It's Media Day. There's a thousand journalists there, right? There's just like a ton of people there. Yeah. And uh, by the way, can I ask, can I break the fourth wall again? Jesus, what happened Ariel, to the, just do it. What happened to the bug? What happened to the MH
3: bug? Did something it's happen? It's because when Are I'm on know? the screen, they it covers me. Here, I'll, right? I'll demo. I'll demo for you. Sometimes Here. we okay, lose the see. bug. Bring it to ha- So when we're cutting we around, have, uh, I don't want to cover Rick.
8: And so I just took oh, it the out, which is okay, what we Okay, because it, it felt it
0: yeah. felt naked. I like that bug, these are, and it felt naked without these it. These are the kind of things that sorry, you direct Rick. and question while you're in the studio with us. Also, no, the, these are the kinds of things that I wouldn't notice oh, wow. if I was in the All studio right, yeah. doing because this for like
8: months. <laughs>
0: wow, well, I'm just staring Sometimes at a zoom lose the zoom screen right now.
1: Like if it gets dicey, dicey. Okay, okay,
0: yeah. okay. It's good. It's fine. No, I get it now. I get it. I get it. All right, sorry. You can go back. Uh, so, so we we're doing the darts thing, and there's so many people there, and. We're like, okay, we can't do interviews. There's too many people. So we come up with the darts and everyone loves it. But my thing was if I win the first one, then I have to win every single one. If I lose the first one, I have to lose every single one. Right? Because then it's not fun. Then it's like a fifty fifty. It's not fun. So meaning, first one up meaning you'll Belli. throw them
3: if you if you lost the first one, you just like not try.
0: Trust me, it's harder to lose. It's like it's like G C could tell you. You know, getting them wrong is just as hard as getting them right. With the picks, right? You know? Oh, wow, Jesus. Wow. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Below <What>? the boat, <laughs> okay. Come on.
5: Yikes. <laughs> don't even mean, get a response from Connie. Mean, he that, accused that's
0: me how... of t- stealing his idea, for goodness sakes. Anyways, so here we are. We're doing the thing. And uh, I lose the first one. Bianca beats me. So then I say, I got to lose every single one. That makes it more interesting. But then I know The Miz is in the, uh, the building. And I think The Miz has, I think we have Heat. I don't think he's a fan. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just win that one, and then I'll make for a funny clip. I swear to God, on my life, I would let them go first. Some of them are getting twenties. I'm aiming for ones and twos and fours. I'm so impressed. I was killing it. Ones and twos and fours. I lost against everyone except for the Miz. It almost. In my opinion,
3: more impressive than getting one eighty. This, this is this is a worse story. This is more controversial no, than swear. the than the Jack Shore. Like this is no. I was trying and
0: it-, it turned out great. There was one person that I was like I had 21 and they had 24 and I'm like, "Oh, I got to get a one." Nailed the one. I was like, oh, this
3: but, is but also then I did a MVP, smart one where
0: there was you a were tag team. Him.
3: You, yeah, you were you were about to me. beat him. Yeah, then he Yeah, pushed. I don't buy I I'm sorry. I don't buy this. I don't buy this. This, this is pro The the logic, the logic of it doesn't even make sense. I, I can't get on no, this.
0: No. I wanted to lose to make it a better, you know, a better thing. That's don't, what I, I wanted. Don't buy it.
1: I mean, if someone was doing that to you, wouldn't you feel insulted? I think
0: if they like went, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I was losing on purpose." Like, no. Back, okay. no, no, no. I,
3: I don't think I don't think they'd be insulted. I, I mean, I was trying to make for you know, I was trying to make good content. All all we learned is that you know you're a good you're a good home team, but on the road, you know, it gets dicey. That's okay. It was tough. There's though, a lot there was of teams no like wall that. behind you. Like it, like. Thank you. Nothing to go Thank back you. The to. The depth perception.
0: Dangerous. You know what it was like. It was like college basketball final Uh, four when you're in the big stadium. I'm trying to take a corner three, or you know what I mean? And there's no depth They all had to deal with it. They all had
3: to deal with it. That's not an excuse. But I'm used to proper, you know. Oh, okay. That is, you know what? That's fair. I will give you that. I'll give you that. They're just walking in, doing. The best was the Miz was so. Calm. But wait
0: a minute. Like, what are we one playing? One second Cricket, ago, you... five hundred one. This and that. <laughs> Wow! Wow! He really knows. Yeah. He knows
3: his but, darts. But I
0: smoked them But one I second
3: ago, you were right. saying that you were trying to lose. Now all of a sudden, the depth perception came into play. Like, which is it? Were you trying to lose, or were you trying to win? And the no, depth perception. No, the came depth
0: into perception play? made it harder. Made it harder to lose. For me to lose. Oh okay. no, it made it easier. For me to lose. <laughs> Um, guys, you guys have any um, requests, you know, cuz I have now a few hours off finally. Should I go to Santa Monica, Venice, should, go what to should, I Cape should I do?
3: Recommendations or requests? Yeah. Go to Amoeba music? Yeah.
0: Uh, rec- uh, request from where I should go. Recommendations I guess Venice Beach, should I do a little Should I go? Should I do a little pumping iron on yeah, the beach? I'm going to I love you it. You said it's a little it's rainy I want to boxing too. What about some skateboarding? It. Isn't there Can skateboarding? You
2: go to, oh yeah, that'd be great. We need that on video
0: okay, too. Okay, but yeah, you got to grab yeah. somebody. Can you, you, got to, you go to the Dung uh too?
2: comedy store?
1: I think you'll have a good time there.
0: Just 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 show up? Yeah, I mean they they the usually do like weeknight <laughs> I mean, things. I mean, yeah, I know Remember, I know
1: remember Frank
2: that. San Antonio Rex? I mean, you
1: think, uh, I was more excited about it. Poppy is playing tonight. Maybe I can get a <laughs> you, said, you, said,
3: you said show up and hope for the best. I mean, he's been doing that for a while, so maybe you know maybe what? I'm uh,
0: gonna go. Oh, to someone backstage uh, said to me, uh, shout out to Gringo Poppy. That was nice. It's crazy how far this thing goes. Shut, they said it um, to you.
3: Shout out to Gringo, Poppy.
0: yes, yes. Uh, another <laughs> one. I want to give a shout out to my good friend Valentino Khan. Do you know Valentino Khan? No, who's that? He's a DJ. He's the DJ. Shows up at some of their events. Cousin, I believe, of Nikon. Huge fan. Came up to me backstage with his brother, who said he's been a fan since jerrypark.com. Wow. Yeah.
3: That's an OG right there. I
0: mean, Frank and GC have no idea what that well, is. Well, you said it was That's 2017. OG. No, they read, yeah.
3: they read that beautiful article in The Globe. And oh,
0: it? my God. I forgot to mention <laughs> it. Simon Haupt of uh, The Globe and Mail, who visited us You're the welcome. day Michael... Ra- what a What a story that was, right? I yeah, mean, it was great. I enjoyed it a lot. What? What? By the way, should we put that on the shirts? Ariel Helwani is the most dangerous man in MMA. I do. <laughs> yeah. I do
3: love an old school like newspaper headline, and that was really good. I uh, like that. So I liked that
0: good. A lot. I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh! You read something like that. It's a little bit terrifying because your life stories just was someone else in their hands. But overall, I was pretty happy with it. There were two big errors, and they actually corrected one without me bringing it up. Number one, they said that Macha was a uh, a something doodle. Not a Bernedoodle. What was it? That, a, 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 I don't know. Poodle. I'm not a big dog guy. A poodle. Anyway, Bernedoodle. How did they know to correct Golden Doodle? Uh, they went back in. Uh, maybe not in the uh, the print, but on online. Wow. And then the other big one was that they said that I was a nerdy kid in high school, which couldn't have been. Yeah. You know, further from the truth. But yeah.
3: wait, they corrected this. It's what did they corrected picture? to?
0: Not the nerdy part, but they changed matcha to Bernadoodle.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, they, they made two <laughs> corrections and so they, they just doubled down. Confirmed by two sources, he was actually a nerdy kid in high school. Oh, uh, I, I didn't it.
0: bring it up. He brought it up. He's like, Apologies, I know she's a burnout. He's great. Wow, what a great writer. He really did his research. It was it was a really cool article. Yeah.
1: Going back to the darts Is real quick. Name? In the video it yeah. looked like there were people walking behind the dartboard. Is that true?
0: Oh yeah, That's it was dangerous. yeah it's super our, dangerous. Like, what if somebody had gotten hurt? Uh, our own Jose Young's had his laptop right behind there. And 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 someone missed so bad. Actually, Chad Gable it went on the ground. Next I to his laptop was gonna get not Jose's, someone else's laptop was there. Uh and then of course MVP bumps me, I hit the wall. Amazing though, how like not amazing, so many big MMA fans. Like MVP's knowledge of MMA. Yeah, he's like a real he's like
3: a real fan, right?
0: Yeah, I met uh, Grayson Waller, who's uh, an up and comer. He competes for NXT, and he was giving me crap. And then, and then when we you know stopped filming, he tells me that he's been studying Chael's old interviews and stuff like that. I was like, "Wow, this you,
3: could is learn. Great. you can learn. You can learn from the one liners. You can learn from that guy." And
0: and this is before they were all under the same umbrella. Matt, by the way, <laughs> imagine they hired Chael to do promo classes for them. I mean, the the possibilities are endless.
3: But is that almost like? a snake eating its own tail. Like he, he cribbed from them from early wrestling. And then they crib from him to do the evolution. It's almost like a circle, you know? Yeah. It is a
0: circle. Yeah. It is a circle. But he, I
3: feel like he improved the art form if I'm being honest. So maybe there is something to do in terms of bringing it to a realism. Jails the goat.
0: And I'm seeing uh, on the wrestling media sites here that uh, Vince McMahon spoke to, I guess, the employees and used the famous line, business as usual. Remember that line? Business as usual. That, of course, um, was the famous line used by one Dana White when they purchased Strike Force. So we'll see what happens. If you're a UFC fan, I don't think this affects you very much, to be honest, because It kind of is business as usual it's the same ownership um but i think the bigger questions are for wwe and so we'll see uh we'll see how it plays out one thing i know by the time we do this show again next monday i feel like a lot is going to happen
3: yeah we'll we'll probably know quite a bit more at least in terms of intentions and people speaking on it and things like that
0: i might be in miami i might be hosting
2: the press conference
3: this
0: weekend you know wow
2: (laughs) He's back. Uh, are you going
0: like to come back to The new face of UFC. I'm back.
3: Are you going yeah, sure to come back to New happen. York at all when the Cavs are smashing the Knicks in the Garden or are you going to oh, stay? Oh, wow. Are you well, going to stay not home? Like counter chickens. I think you guys are still in the mix for uh, third seed, no? You would love that, <laughs> would you like wouldn't you? you? That'd be good
0: for you. Mm, that'd be no. good. Joel and Bede, think I'd rather you get you think I'd rather play
3: the freaking Sixers over you guys? <laughs> Based on based on the uh, based on I mean, what the Sixers the based Sixers haven't been hot lately. The Sixers look pretty pretty bad. You want to you want to yeah. see Donovan Mitchell for seven games? All right, okay.
0: I don't mind Bring bringing. I on. thought you would rather about... see
3: Joel, and uh, he, he could feel the lights of MSG audition and then come over real soon. Mm, yeah,
2: no, that's Should ask Pettis out. how uh, his precious Bucks are gonna deal with
0: my Hawks. <laughs> wow, that's a good take right there. <laughs> are the enough. Bucks playing the Hawks?
2: Well, well, you got to right go now, through the whole thing. Yeah, we got to yeah. go through the plan. tournament. got to make but, the plan.
0: I mean, oh, you are back. Thirty-nine. You are back 39. on the Hawks
2: bandwagon. When did I ever leave? Come on, man.
0: It feels like you say like oh, they're number four for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's be real. Here. They are literally five hundred. <laughs> I support this fully. By
3: the way, we've talked about this. Yeah, I know we've talked about this.
2: The sad news is, is that they're going to win as many championships this year as both the Knicks and the Cavs.
3: That's ouch. Fair. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think. My team is a title team this year. No, that's pretty fair. Um,
0: my back is killing me from this chair that I'm sitting Such on. Such I mean, a noisy it's not chair. The best chair. It is very noisy. I don't know what's going on, and uh, I need to get to some business meetings. To talk about you know my future and whatnot. So <laughs> <think it's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> future endeavors. Man, it must be nice.
2: One thirty already done. Yeah, got a full day. to oh, Go back fantastic. to sleep or go what? get
0: some. No, I'm going to the beach, bro. I'm be- it's You said it's raining what out, though. That's a little weird. Uh, no, actually, it's gotten a lot nicer now. All right, so to the comedy store you the, go. I don't know if you can tell by my glasses, but it's got a little sunnier. Yeah, I mean, the sirens still and quite everything, warm. I'm a worried about
2: 65, you. 65, know? sunny.
0: It's pretty it's, nice. Yeah, it's like... it's uh, When I leave, it's 30 Celsius. Right now, it's like 18. I'm still a Celsius guy. So Not a
1: centigrade guy?
0: No, I'm a Celsius guy. Uh, but nevertheless... It shall be a good time. And uh, we'll be back on Monday, post-pay-per-view Monday. Can't wait. Live. Have no fear. Same setup. I actually feel like this setup is going to be better than the one I have in Montreal. I need to get a better setup than the last one. You remember? When we you did know? the Yeah, yeah, we yeah. All, I remember. I remember. We were
3: all kind of struggling on that one. That was fun. Yeah. Oh,
0: it was so bad. Uh, GC was in Miami for something. His internet was wacky. This is great.
3: My internet was great. Loved this. His internet was great, but he was in a big cavernous, yeah, like right. Hall. There was a lot of noise. Yeah. yeah,
2: the apartment complex that was that was too big.
0: Right, nice oh, problems right. to have. Right. Yeah, first world in Miami, and uh, we're going back to Miami. All right, guys, Uh thank you very much. A pleasure as always. Thank you, New York Rick. Thank you, GC. Thank you, Frank. My favorite part of us uh, rehearsing all of this was every time Frank came out, I said, "Hey, uh, this is Frank." Like I wouldn't recognize his voice it was very professional of you.
1: oh it's a habit man yeah and you need to know
0: who's uh-huh. talking to you no no I appreciate it. but we did it right yeah, like, we I did it like we did it but let's not make a we habit we pulled this of off.
1: It. well
2: you
0: know doesn't feel right it you know what now that I think about it I should have just made this lower we didn't even so
1: bother to turn off
0: the air conditioner. conditioner today oh in the room yeah let me see Okay. can I get a good look at uh, it no, the cameras How's are down what's my baby doing oh nothing yeah when
1: when everything got unplugged, we lost the cameras. Serious? the live feed. And... No, man, we're fine.
0: Oh, can I see the studio? I want to but say unfortunately,
1: goodbye. Unfortunately, no. There's, there's caps on the <laughs> cameras right now. Why? Because it's the end of the show. <laughs> and mean, if you, you want to see the studio, the the you show? should just be here.
0: Oh my God! You know yourself. You could. I can't. Say, I can't say goodbye to my studio. Unfortunately, no. You I need want, to. You know, come back. I saw the Randy Couture toy was a little bit pushed, and I that's when we were like, enough. We're
1: not showing him the studio anymore. Especially when I went in wow. there to get Prime. Oh. I'm like, I don't need this.
0: No one mentioned. I thought Eddie for sure would have mentioned it. Like, oh, I'm not good enough for you know regular hmm. show. I mean,
1: yeah, it, it it looked more intimate. Like you were talking with your hand it's right in front of your background. face. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is great stuff. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you very much to all our guests. I could have just done it like this. Uh, thank you very much to Michael oh, Chiesa. You thank you very much to Ila Harrison. Thank you very much to Eddie Hearn. And thank you very much to Anthony Pettis. Good luck to everyone competing this weekend, whether it's on the PFL card UFC 287, Izzy, Pereira, four or two. Can't wait to talk about it. Back next week, same time and place. Until that, I say. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five Buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Perea is a close one. Um, One that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance um obviously Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite the biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage that may not be a surprise to you Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card and the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook so go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the code THEMMAHOUR new customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronto, 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boothill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, For eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.